So those of you listening at home, like you're, um, if those of you listening at home, those of you listening on, you on the audio, um, to you're going to, you are going to hear, yeah, don't <laughs> not listen to us if you're not at home because it's, don't drink and drive. <laughs> <laughs> this beer is great. Um, you're going to hear the audio in like a little bit of a different order. We're actually going to start today with the beer mm. review. Now we're going to actually kind of change up this segment a little bit. Um, in the past, we've always kind of brought our own beers, and then everybody does like a big cluster f of uh, of um, reviews. But I like this one. We came <laughs> we came up with kind of like a nifty idea, or somebody came up with a nifty idea. One of our brains worked for a day yeah. um, that we should all actually review the same beer, and then you'll get all three of our different taste buds and likes and whatnot. And, and, you can start to kind of see everybody's personality based on how we rate different or the same beer, all three of us, right? Makes yes. it easier for the listeners and viewers to follow along. Right, and you can start to figure out which one of us you hate. <laughs> yeah, whose taste buds suck? Like, I don't trust Marcus anymore because, like, apparently he likes every beer. He said that Hornswoggle was good. It just tasted like Except it. for Dragon's Milk. Dragon's Milk's awful. I forget, who, I forget who, brew, who brewed Dragon's Milk. Uh, bad, bad people. <laughs> really bad people. So if you're listening at home, we're actually going to start with the beer review today. If you're watching, what's up, mm. man? Thanks for checking out our YouTube channel. Olo. And oh. stuff. I just realized the camera's on the bottom. Yeah. You definitely put that in wrong. Is that video, <laughs> is that video going to be upside down? Will I be able to change that? No, it, it should auto-rotate. More editing mm. problems. <laughs> <laughs> don't even... <laughs> <laughs> don't even... Don't, don't, so, today's beer was brought to us right. by Mr. Marcus. Why don't you tell us a little bit about your yeah, beer, so Marcus? Yeah, so what we actually got today, so if you're actually, lis- if you're actually listening like all over the country and all over the world, I'm sorry, this actually isn't going to be available to you unless you come to central Massachusetts. But if you are in central Massachusetts, in the Massachusetts area, this is actually from um, a company called uh, Moon Hill Brewing. Who we had on board at one yeah, point. Yeah, we actually had these guys on like many, many, many moon episodes. Hills ago. <laughs> many moons ago. Yeah, many, many moons ago. Um... It is it is mid November now, but they still had the Oktoberfest in Cannes, so I'm like, well, keep the Oktoberfest season rolling. So I actually went and they usually sell out of their Oktoberfest. So I don't know if that's a good sign or a bad sign that they didn't sell out of their Oktoberfest. <laughs> <laughs> we forgot about a Do couple of these. Is it one every year or is it um, generally the well, same? <laughs> <Whoa>. The <laughs> brewmaster has changed since last year. So yeah, I mean, that's true. I, I don't know if that means like the recipe will change like a smidge. Doesn't the well the brewmaster kind of just like oversees and makes sure everything is stays on the same even? Ke- okay, I'm just gonna. Well, I'd ask the guy that we interviewed, but he's not there anymore. Ooh, well he might be able to actually, come on the show now. Actually, the second guy, the second guy that actually interviewed with the, with wow, him is actually the new, what a guy, the new huh? Gentleman. All right, so uh, wait, wait, we gotta we gotta head. get the aroma test first. Oh, God, how's my hands? Okay, smell? so it smells like beer. 
<laughs> we should bust out our scorecards and start <laughs> checking them off. It's like, well, Another this is multi-gold in color. Yeah. So um, if you guys actually listen to the early episodes, we tried to sound smart. We actually had a scorecard that we used to critique our beers uh, in. Marcus got more hair than we did. Wow. It's not my first beer. <clears throat> not my first party. Look at the head on that. Yeah. All right, so view- viewers on YouTube, obviously, you get to kind of sort of see... It's a nice, nice gold. See, this is the color yeah. that I, I feel like Oktoberfest should be. Nice, dense bronze. So. <laughs> trying to enhance yeah. my vernacular. Nah. So the rating system isn't going to change. We're all going to try the beer at the same time. We'll all, you know, take a sip, take a swish, whatever, bathe in it, whatever, whatever your process is. And we'll, uh, we'll, grade it, we'll grade it one through six, and then you'll have our first. Take a little build and dip. Cheers, gentlemen. Gentlemen. Okay. That's actually, wow, it's not bad. Hmm. Ooh. Okay. Got some good flavor. All right. So the things I like, <clears throat> as I've said over and over and over again, very harsh on my Oktoberfests. I feel like Oktoberfests should be a certain way. They're not supposed to taste brutal. Listen to the past episodes. You don't need to listen to my rant again. Um, this definitely doesn't have that brutality. No, it actually no, has no. like the nice smoothness to it. Yep. Goes down, like goes down light. It does. Which I think like authentic Oktoberfest is more on the lighter side. It's a, it's, of course, I never understood like the heavy beer thing. Um, <laughs> like Guinness, I don't consider Guinness heavy. I'd like to drink oatmeal. Guinness um, is dark. It's not like. Thick. Yeah, I'm actually drinking. You get the drought. <laughs> so again, this is Moon Hill Brewery. These guys are out of Gardner, Massachusetts. They are a local God brewery. So if you know if you're across the pond, you're probably not going to get this anytime soon. Good for them if they uh, if they get into other countries. Central Massachusetts, though. I mean, these guys are available. Puff and stuff, I believe, is their more regular. Uh, big, big their more regular uh, canned release that you can find in uh, liquor stores and whatnot. Um, it was surprisingly light. I thought like. It's, it's kind of like a weird swirl flavor because it starts light and then it gives you that classic kind of Oktoberfest finish and you feel like you're going to get punched in the throat and then it just kind of swirls into more smoothness. Mm-hmm. It's got a little bitterness at the end, though. It's uh, yeah. up now as I'm... It's a 5.4% alcohol by volume. Hmm. 25 IBU, which is pretty low. It's up there with uh, most lagers, actually. Mm-hmm. I can see that. It's an, yeah. it's an easy drink. I like the bubbles. Mine tastes flat. Am I crazy? Maybe all that head you put on your beer. (laughs) I like head. What do you want? (laughs) All your bubbles are at the top. (laughs) Um, based on Oktoberfest, that's a four out of six for me. I might agree with you. I think I'd do the same. I think we had a uh, an all-around samezies vote. Four out of six smashed bananas. We should have like a golf ball cannon. Anytime that we all like rate four, we just... all just hit the deck. Oh, my roommate's pissed again. Everything's broken. You can do this video. You can edit that in there. Well, you heard it here first, kids. Hit one. Well, wait. Okay, we do not encourage children drinking alcohol. <laughs> you heard it here first, people. Uh, yeah. Oktoberfest yeah. from Moonhill Brewing. Solid. Solid. Let's say crushable. Is it crushable? There's the can man. Take a look. The can man. Can man. Oh, we have a sponsor. Can we have a mascot. The case, can man. Case you want to actually. Can really. I can't see where I'm at the camera. I'm sorry, guys. We don't have a monitor, but you might have been able to see the uh, 
golden amber color there. I vote Anthony the can man. However, check these out. <laughs> we got cans for days in this fucking house, man. And you know what? I just stopped recycling them. Just fucking burn them, get rid of them, put them melt under, them down and make them, art. Put them under the garage. I don't know. <laughs> it's not a body, Marcus. Not yet. All right, cool. <laughs> That's our beer review. See ya. Heavy metal headlines. Stupid metronome. You were probably on that whole time. We better be in time, then. All right, so now we're all in our seated positions. Are you comfy over there, buddy? No. You should get comfy. I'm sitting over here looking like Silent Dave. This will come out longer, if you want. <laughs> Ooh. Just saying. Yeah, I got to kiss it a little. <laughs> <laughs> Valid question, Marcus. With that being said, these Mark <laughs> Marcus got smited. Anthony, <laughs> next. Smite me, almighty smiter. Next man up, bro. <laughs> that means two things. I, we're going to need another host. <laughs> I pledge the third. What does that even mean? What does that even mean? Well, that means... Okay, like, we're not going to be able to do the beer right. review first from now on, because like this is going to derail everything. <laughs> not really. It's way better if we've drank like six of them and we try to talk about important things. Yeah, yeah. Yo, great. Yeah, we'll be six deep. Everybody has their own six-pack, and then we'll go do a beer review. Be like that show where we, like, drained Anthony's house of, like, all alcohol that was in it. We were sucking, like, shit out of the walls. Mm -hmm. It hoping, tastes hope, like beer. Hoping hey. it was fermented. I drink all my Listerine. Oh. Yeah, well. It's like 0.04% yeah. alcohol, bro. Not if you drink three of them. You gotta, what you got to do is you got to shake it up real real good. That way it's foamy. Yeah. So then you got you to gotta figure, like, some air takes some of the stuff out of it. So that, that makes it, like, 0.4% alcohol. That's well, very personal and very well, well, now I'm blind, but at least I'm minty. <laughs> you, get a horrible, you get a horrible, like, gas reflux in, like, the terrible case of the shits. But yeah, Gas reflux? Is, that, is yeah. that a technical term for it? Is that not a thing? There's acid reflux and there's yeah, gas, gas, but yeah, there's gas no reflux. Thing. Well, it's not acid. It's, like, air. Air is a gas. You get a really nasty verp going air's on. Not, verp. Air's, air's not acid. Air's not acid. Welcome to Heavy Metal Over a Six Pack. <laughs> uh, oh, did you want to move on with that day? <laughs> now you want to start it? Now you want to go? <laughs> All right, let's start with headlines. Uh, okay. All right. <laughs> this headline, man. I'm sorry. You're not sorry. Alright, maybe you're sorry. Would yep. you like me to start? Yes. So, if you ever went to a hip-hop concert, uh, who's the least person you would expect to see there? Jethro Tull. Close. Barney. <laughs> Closer. Ooh. Same uh, jeans. Oh, Miley Cyrus. Uh, Half that. Uh, half Miley Cyrus. Ed plus plus Barney was close. Uh, hmm. <laughs> Janice Joplin. Correct. Whoa! No, she's dead. Doesn't count. Oh. Uh, so, um, Marilyn Manson <laughs> was uh, added to uh. the uh, Travis Scott uh, <laughs> Astro World Festival in Houston. This Saturday, November 9th. Um, well, there's a lot of videos of people really fucking confused as this man walked through. I mean, if anyone even knows who he is in that crowd. 
I'm sure uh, it's not like he doesn't stand out or anything. <laughs> right. <laughs> I mean, he's dressed. Well, no, he, he just looks like, I don't Looking know. Looking like he's going to shoot up the place. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Sorry. Well, like, people's faces, like, no one really understood. Like, it's like right around the Joker movie, and this dude shows up in face paint to a rap concert. <laughs> like, uh, oh, no. <laughs> was he? So, like, the whole shock thing, was, like, he, like, announced that he was going to be on the tour? Was he, he was, just, he was he announced. Just... He didn't just show up. Like, they actually, like, oh, no, it wasn't a la- it was a last-minute one, but. Right, so he didn't pull, like, a Drake? No, <laughs> but, I mean, they technically still... I guess my second question would be, is this, like, a thing now? Yeah. With like, this is crossovers. Like, Blink-182 tried torn with, what, what was Wayne. it, Little Wayne yeah. or Little John or <laughs> Little Little or... Yep. Lil Xan. Lil Zibbit. Little... <laughs> it's... Close enough. I mean, Marilyn Manson. I mean, main, mainstream Marilyn Manson's, like, r- kind of poppy, so, I mean, I guess it could translate, but... Like the, the newer stuff. I would, I would definitely not consider Marilyn Manson poppy. The newest stuff is a little Well, more I listen to hard shit, man. Yeah, okay, well, you should clean your ears then. <laughs> uh, so, kind of, I mean, interesting enough. Well, one of the videos did say that the crowd sung along to Sweet Dreams. Yeah, they what? actually had, like, ha- there was actually a, uh, a mosh pit as well. Well, if it was semi-announced, then maybe you had, like, ten people. A friend of mine actually told me that there are there's some pretty badass mosh pits at the rap shows anyway. Really? I think people just figure out anytime there's a floor at like a concert, we have a we have an excuse to be violent and not get in trouble. We have a right to mosh. Except apparently in Rhode Island. Apparently we're not allowed to mosh in Rhode Island. Yeah, well Rhode Island <laughs> yeah. is like the size of a colony, so yeah. Rhode Island's about to have like a all day metal fest. Mm-hmm. Like Man. they have a lot of metal fests. Mm-hmm. Is it is it illegal maybe it was, to mosh in Rhode Island? Or maybe it was just a venue. I know I read something, but let's no, just, another story. Another story for another day. I'm digressing. Don't let, let me do let's that. Let's stick it to the man and have a show there and just have a giant mosh pit. Your job right now is to mosh. I'm gonna play E. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. Um, yeah. We, I mean, they got like there was kind of like half the people were like this was awesome, but then the other half was kind of like what the fuck. I mean, the fact that he kind of burned the Bible on stage, which. It's one of those things where that's, like, something he's always done. So, like, it's a new thing he just started. But, like, I guess it was either, like, a shaking your head kind of thing or, like, all right, this is cool. Well, I think he just kind of blends into this generation now because back in the day, Marilyn Manson was, like, ooh, edgy, new, different. And now it's, like, wow, you look and dress exactly like everybody else. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and yeah, behave I like mean, them too. <laughs> yeah, like that—that that edginess is no longer really there. It's like I don't know—he he created a bunch of Marilyn Mansons. I just don't get—I don't get the crossover thing. Like we mm-hmm. talked about this like a little bit with when when like the Blink One Eight Two tried their thing. It's like, what do you expect to happen? Like, what good can come from this? Well, you're gonna—you're it, gonna have. So Manson, Marilyn Manson has probably like a very distinct fan base, like the people that actually like his music <laughs> and not just wear his attire and shit like that. WFLP, Bob. Um, but he has like a, you know what I mean? Like he has a very distinct fan base. And then like whoever that, that dude <laughs> yeah. that he was playing with, like they have Whoever probably, that dude, Travis Scott. <laughs> whoever that guy is. Yeah, that fucker. <laughs> I can also say I've never I've never heard it. Unfortunately, I'm sorry. Like you know, sue me. But um, 
Travis Scott. He doesn't need a drummer. But for like, Blink he probably has like his definite like fan base. What do you guys think is going to happen when these two people actually like, like, meet at the tip? Uh, whoa! Hey, oh. <laughs> just the tip. Let us gingerly well, touch our Marilyn tips. Marilyn Manson has. Um, he's played with other rappers before. So like not in festival form, but he's done stuff with them. You know but what I mean? Like I would not consider him a rapper though. Oh, no, he he's more just like, like either the writing or just his musical style. I mean, he's featured in a few different stuff as a well. A few different stuff. I know my my math is. It's bad. almost like a na- it's almost like a name game thing now. Like if if you have a name, like we can just put you on whatever show we want, and nobody will notice. Yeah, it's weird. yeah, it's weird. I find it weird. I don't know. I think it's one of those things that's just kind of morphing with the times, you know. We're gonna no, see. I'm uh, also, I'm also all for like the genre, like genre mixing. Like if you have a festival that like actually like displays like like kind of like does like a showcase kind of a deal, but you gotta kind of make the leap a little bit reasonable. Okay, well, okay, just strictly off the top of your head, give me a show you would go to of cross genres. Top three off the top of your head. I mean. What a cat tour. Kinda. Like, like I <clears throat> three artists from three different genres that you could oh, see. Oh, you want like show. specific artists to say Warp Tour is actually a good example because they try to mix in like that yeah. EDM and DJ stuff. Yeah. That one weirdo that was like out there jumping around. Yeah. <laughs> <with> like, <laughs> ah, come on. <laughs> um, I can't remember. I call him a weirdo. You know, he was fine. It's like whatever. It's just not fine. But if you, if you could, if you okay. If there was a show that you could pick, a lineup you could pick with three artists from different genres that you would actually go to and pay money at, I think that might answer a lot of your questions. I don't know. I'd have to think of that. Anthony, you got anything? Three. Well, three I, different I, I artists from three Warped different Tour. genres. Yeah, Wait. Warped Tour doesn't count. Why not? Pick three artists, bro. Uh, uh, yeah, but you want like... Ooh. Uh, Picasso. Bob, Gotta have Bob Picasso Ross. Bob Ross. Yes! See? See, I got that, this. Yes, see, Anthony knows. Three artists. There you go. Bam. <laughs> hmm. Who, what musical artist would you go to a show for? Okay, so, you know what? If you take, like, a Papa Roach. As okay. A, like, a Papa Roach. All right. I mean, that could go either way. Maybe, or take a Papa Roach, or even, like, a Linkin Park. Like, like a P.O.D.? Like, um, P.O.D., you see, I actually don't think P.O.D. would mix well as well in rap as you would think it would. Why? He literally raps yeah. all the time. I get a different feel. Hmm. Like, okay. Linkin Park, I feel like, is, like, almost like a... Well, that's, like, blatant rap. Like, yeah. But even, like, Papa Roach, I mean, they have, um... Gosh, everything's gonna draw a blank right now. This is terrible right To be loved. <laughs> but I even, don't know. But even, like, like Papa Roach... Like that, that, that would transition, but it, it, it can't just be like a, like a, some, it can't be like Jay-Z. It's got to be like a, like a B-level rapper that actually has like a little bit of soul to their shit. It's too bad we don't have Jay anymore. Jay you should ready? be, Jay would be all over this. Oh yeah, he would. Uh, you know what show I would see? Linkin Park in their heyday. Sorry. I know we can't really see Linkin Park anymore. Uh, I'd see Linkin Park. I would actually like to go see Halsey. <clears throat> yeah, I said it. I like her voice. She can sing mm-hmm. and I like her music. Uh-huh. And familiar. I'd go CNF if those three were on the on on the, the the map together. I'd go see that show, and that's three totally different genres. You got like pop. I think when Eminem first came out, you could have put him with any kind of metal artist. Yeah, 
DMX. Well, I feel like you got to look at their fan base too, though. Like, uh, I think everybody in the world was like a fan of Eminem, like whether they want to admit it or not. At mm, one point, yeah. Well, he kind of had to be, or he'd kill you. So that's what I'm saying. <laughs> like, if he's gonna do that to yeah, his own like, mom, what's he gonna do to me I'm, if I don't buy this album? I'm talking, talking like back in <laughs> the day, everywhere. I, like um, <laughs> the album that, <laughs> like I actually own the album that has like the curtain on the front. Yeah, the uh, curtain call. Curtain, curtain call. call. Yeah. <laughs> No, the simple, curtain one. No, simple, simple, simple answers. Um, but like you know, the Slim Shady days, he could have he could have went out with rock groups. Eminem, the drapes. <laughs> he hey, could have. He could go. I mean, like I feel that. Like, that would have been like yeah. transferable. Yeah, yeah. Probably not with Manson. Like that'd have been weird. Hey, Manson uh, did an album with uh, DMX. So not an album, but he did a song with him. <laughs> not an album, but a song. Totally the same yeah. thing. Good grief. Well, he really? Manson is actually the person who's occupying Tupac right now. Yeah, probably. <laughs> He's the reason why you can't listen to him anymore. Yep. So uh, I just want to... This is actually from Twitter. These are some of the responses from uh, Marilyn Manson being at said show. Uh, this one states, Marilyn Manson on the Astro World lineup is sick, but also so fucking random. Let's see. Uh, you all really thought you're... God, this weird language. You all were gonna get <laughs> Kanye and Drake and ended up with Marilyn Manson and Pop Smoke. This is why we can't cross genre anything, because we can't, we, we can't even speak the language. <laughs> we're all speaking English, bro. No, we're not. That's like an English guy there's speaking a, there's English. There's a lot of gifts. I can't say all this stuff. Marilyn Manson at Astroworld, L M A O O O O O O O. You all little kids have no clue what you're in for. That's fair. <laughs> that actually That's, is fair. I'm already scared and haven't even seen Marilyn Manson yet. I don't. I don't know if I should segue right now or not, because I feel like Marilyn Manson kind of relates to somebody else we're gonna have on this episode a little later. Maybe. Another science guy. Yeah. We have a guest coming up. Yes, and here he is now. They have video. You can't just make it ah, up. Ah, crap. That's cute, though. Okay. <laughs> I was going to come on as well, Herman. Yeah. Uh, overall, I thought, that was, like I thought that was interesting. <laughs> Got a whole basement and full the, of popsicles. The fact that it was uh, very random and some of the responses. Oh, I think it was absolutely random. Uh, but I think I think people are trying to, like, find the new, the new fad, you know? Like... The, the new thing that's going to catch fire. Like, you remember when, uh, who was it? It was Eminem and Dido. You remember that? Remember that collaboration of music? Absolutely not. Me neither. Nope. Don't know what I'm talking about. Uh, Dido had that song. I'm just uh, being honest. I really don't. Oh, uh, what was the name of that song? If you're happy and you know it's <laughs> happy. No, she's like, my tea's gone cold. I'm wondering why. And then Eminem turned it into his song, Stan. Right. He like sampled that song, uh-huh. and then everything like blew up with like female singers where they'd like sing a chorus, and then rappers would rap like that was like the first song where people did that. And then like you see how many people tried to recreate that throughout years like, after that. Like you think about airplanes, that song airplanes, yeah, and you hear it like you heard it every single day, four times an hour. For like three straight weeks. The only reason I like this song is because of Haley Williams. I wonder why. Do you like female-fronted bands? I, I enjoy them. Oh, this is news to me, Marcus. Did you did you have any idea about this? Yeah, me neither. So weird. 
But anyway, they were like the pioneers of like a, a new style of music. They just like mashed stuff up. They smashed two genres together and let it happen. But I feel like rap is like rap is like the glue for music genres, whether or not people want to admit it. Like rap is bled into country music. Rap is bled into metal music and new metal and whatever. Like, I feel like it doesn't surprise me that rap groups or rap people or rappers are smoshing together with other smoshing. genres. Yeah, smoshing. Uh, I was actually going to ask. So, is it more like metal, like metal or rock fans are secretly fans of rap, or is it the rap fans are secretly fans of rock and metal? Well, I think, I think it's just like everything else, man. Like, you know, you, you, if you've never had Buffalo Ranch on your pizza, then you don't know what you're missing out on. And then when you finally try it, you're like, wow, you know what? I bet this Buffalo Ranch would go good on everything. Like ranch from Buffaloes? Yeah. Oh. You know what I mean? Just think to gamey, myself, there should be fruit on this pizza. Like, like it, takes, it takes one of those one of those punches to the taste buds to rock your world and be like, wow, everything I've learned was a lie. Maybe I do like Buffalo Ranch. What else do I like Buffalo Ranch on? That's how it is with rap, man. It's like Adrian with, with maple syrup, chicken fingers. I like bass anyway, so I mean, yeah. I, I don't mind some <laughs> most... Some, yeah. some rap. I should say some. <laughs> I don't mind almost some kind of. I don't like bit. rap. <laughs> <laughs> Good one, Marcus. Pretty much. <laughs> Not landing my point very well. <laughs> but yeah, I think I think uh, I think rap is kind of the has been the glue, especially recently. And you look at all the generations of people coming up, mm. people that came up on rap groups and stuff that were pushing the envelope, and people that came up on Marilyn Manson and. New metal and everything, like all of it, it's all very connected. And I think they're trying to, <laughs> I think they're, they're pulling that, uh, that game, you know, we had as kids where they're like forcing the circle through the square hole. But, you know, in a lot of these instances work. anyway. But I think, I think they're not entirely crazy for trying it because we've seen, uh, remember that, was it Nelly and Tim McGraw? They made a song out of nowhere and it was like a major hit mm-hmm. and it played everywhere. And then it never happened again. <laughs> like nobody's ever done that. Like nobody's been able to recreate that yet. And I feel like somebody somewhere is like, "Hey, you know, I got an idea. <laughs> How about we take this guy and we pay him some money to bear- make up some music with this guy?" Well, I mean, look, you got Ozzy in the Post Malone song. See. And now, uh, thank God, Post Malone was out there to discover Marilyn Manson for us. Uh, Where Marilyn would Manson. we be in the world? Marilyn, Marilyn Manson. Ozzy. Yeah, Ozzy. I'm sure he discovered all of them by now. I mean, God Post damn. Malone is responsible for all then, musicians uh, ever. I think it was Jay-Z is the one who discovered uh, Paul McCartney, right? If I recall. <laughs> is he even alive? Yes, he is. Oh, no, no, I get it. Hold on. My Paul. brain fucking slow. We can't do the beer review in the first anymore. Paul McCartney's double? Yes, that I mean if you yeah, if you want to play you, that. You game. ever heard that conspiracy theory? Oh god, yep. is it, I could spend hours. Yeah. On the on the Beatles, same with Eminem, yeah. so it's fine. We can bonus. Yeah. We can. He's but dead too. They they think he is. If you see his earlier pictures, where he's like chubby and with on different color drugs eyes and stuff, and different color, different you know. color eyes and whatever. Well, they spit out some dude that like just hates politics. Apparently. No, well they they uh they say that mm. the the Eminem guy that Eminem really died after 3 a.m. He overdosed after that awful 3 a.m. album, and then they just like recreated Eminem and huh. brought in a lookalike him. and I like it. And because if you notice, like, all the music after that shifted to, like, really poppy 
He did that Love the Way You Lie song with Rihanna and a whole bunch of other... I just thought he was like everybody else. He just wants to make some cash. Yeah, like the... His voice is pretty distinct, though. Paul McCartney double. Oh, Paul McCartney. No, he's he's long gone. I mean, his voice is... Okay, Eminem's voice is distinct, but... We're probably on, like, the third Paul McCartney. There's no way that guy's... <laughs> what, you mean, you mean Jesse McCartney? <laughs> <laughs> Paul McCartney, asterisk, asterisk, but asterisk. We digress. Somebody from a record label is going to find this podcast and just flag the crap out of it for us dropping as many names as we do. I can talk about whoever we want as long as I'm going to play their shit. Yeah, pretty much. Huh. I say what I want. <laughs> Hi, Buckets. What do you got? I got a quick one. Ooh. I'll start with a quick one at least. Ooh. Guys, uh, you guys in the old game shows? Uh, I had this too. Is it uh, Jeopardy? So, uh, Morbid Angel oh. and Obituary yep. are popular bands in this genre. That is your answer. Oh, man. That's fucking right, people. Yeah, Jeopardy. Death Metal has struck in Jeopardy. Yeah, and at the worst possible time. <laughs> no? No one maybe, else is going to touch on that? <laughs> no? Too soon. Uh, yeah, exactly too soon. Whoever the producer is for that show that released that question is a jerk. <laughs> so so uh, as taken off of uh, lambgoat.com, uh, interesting uh, blog pretty much a new sharing site. Uh, while some of Metal's biggest bands, Metallica and Megadeth, have uh, been mentioned on Jeopardy in the past, the clues don't usually venture into death metal territory. However, okay. such was the case tonight, which was November 11th, when venerable death metal bands Morbid Angel and Obituary comprised a clue. Uh, you can check out the, uh, the, the tweets all over the place. Uh, and Lam- so it begins. Dot com. I mean, I think that's a good sign. Yeah. Can you? And you know what? All these smart people probably know exactly about obituary and morbid angel. You know these freaking Harvard <laughs> Yale people are like sitting in their dorm rooms, just like jamming out to these crazy, right. like they're nerding out shit, man. They're like hitting shit on their on their freaking keyboards. They're like typing up reports and shit. And they're, they're typing just, up their hypotenuses. And all and all you got in the background. <laughs> is, yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't really picture th- that. Th- these are the people. They listen to this stuff, man. We're all fucking nerds and nice guys. It's true. This is true. Believe in sanity, man. I always say it. Those guys are sweethearts. Yeah. I'd I'd like to say we're all nice guys, but I did see that one guy deck that like yeah, but you're eighteen a year old girl in a mosh pit. I do remember. That. Yeah, but you're a Lincoln Park fan, so, so you're not you're not a nice guy. The death metal fans are nice guys. Sorry, man. Lincoln Park fans aren't nice guys. What? No. Probably not. Where's that news article? I need to see that. Well, need I'm to gonna write it. me to shut up, so it's fine. I'll yeah, blog well. it, hmoa6pack.podomatic.net. All right, guys, I want you to hold Marcus accountable for that. Forward I want to see this article. I want proof. I'll make shit up. Show me pictures of Spider-Man. I'll go run around punching people in the face. <laughs> with a Lincoln Park <laughs> shirt on. With a Lincoln Park oh shirt <laughs> I'm just angry he's gone. <laughs> it's what Chester would have wanted. <laughs> she was 87, dude. 87. I'll hit an old man oh, in public. Oh, man. Super kick some poor old lady. <laughs> Fachesta! Jimmy Snooker. Fucking super fly. Of a like, mailbox. No, but seriously, that is like literally one of the worst clues. The worst timing for that clue. It's not the worst timing. It's awesome. It's it's Jeopardy is pop culture. Is there anything else going on with Jeopardy right now, Marcus? Yeah, we all know that. I mean, there's a, there was another tweet out there where like the guy actually gave up. Yeah, I saw. They except gave for up, five dollars, uh, like this like, five dollars. All, all is except mine. for five bucks. That way, he could write his like final Jeopardy answer: "Was we love you, Alex." Mm-hmm. 
And I liked how he got choked up on it, but he just went right on with it. Well, that's going to cost you $1,995. <laughs> He's like, thank you for paying me back, because that would have come out of my money. <laughs> Whoever uh, wins in this show takes money from Alex Trebek. How dare you? It's funny, but not funny. If, if you say it backwards, <laughs> it sends him back to his world. Anthony, did you have more news, man? Or? I actually have a small one. More news. Yeah, well, we heard I, that about I, you. Stop it. You're right, it's huge. He's, he's not wrong. This is a metal podcast, for Christ's sake. Um, yes. We're not going to talk about each other's members. Well, members of what? What metal What metal member? Well, the <laughs> members of Rage Against the Machine oh. Oh, Jesus. are uh, planning to reunite in 2020. Do you think this has anything to do with it being a, an election year? <laughs> Maybe. Reunited and it feels so good. Uh, I believe the last time they performed together was 2011. Uh, I wonder why. Uh, When's the last time they sold an album? Is that is, was that the same year that like he went nuts on MTV? Uh, he's, well, that is a couple times where he's done that. Well, the one where he was like climbed up the curtains. <laughs> <laughs> but there are uh, following dates for these shows. Uh, doesn't say where, but the uh, it's all in 2020. One in Texas, one in. New Mexico, one in Arizona, and two in California. A lot of festivals. Coachella is one of them. Yes. What happened to Coachella? I don't. Okay, I don't know. Whatever. That's um, fine. Actually, I don't want to know. One of, one of my Facebook buddies, I, I can't, I can't remember who actually posted this, but he actually put up a pretty funny quote. He's like, "So yeah, I mean, one, he mentioned the fact that it's an election year. It's like, two, way to like go out there and like express your views at like Coachella. How much is that fucking ticket?" <laughs> Yeah, right? <laughs> like, yeah, Christ. I think it's like four or five hundred bucks. Jeez. And you have to know a guy that knows a guy that yeah, knows a guy. Some much. of those that flip burgers are the same that burn sausage. They weren't the only ones that are coming back um, um, in 2020. Yeah, you know, there was another one, too. You know who else is coming back is uh, oh, my Red Hot Chili Peppers oh. and Foo Fighters are and doing a couple shows. Actually, they're yeah, doing Yeah, but they were on hiatus forever. Doing Boston Calling. Well, uh... What was it? Chili Peppers said they're never going to tour again. They're never going to do a tour. Like, their last tour was a bunch of years ago. I just remember because a person we went to high school with was dead set on going to that final tour. And they went avidly to, like, four or five shows. <clears throat> and I didn't know. I didn't even know Chili Peppers, like, still toured. But they did. Well, that's and like they uh, when I heard about My Chemical Romance. I didn't even realize they, like, disappeared. What do you have really? a chemical romance with, Anthony? Don't worry about it. <laughs> but I guess they're... I bet I you it's beer. I just didn't think that they were that, like, popular to, like, come back and it'd be, like, a thing. Now everybody's bringing out their eyeshadow. Does that make sense? It's... <laughs> <laughs> and their, their chain wallets and their... <laughs> all these... All <laughs> and their combat these, leather boots. All these people that became woke... Are gonna go back to sleep because my chemical romance yeah. is coming yeah. back. Pretty much. <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Well, yeah, that's all I got. They all just show up to a My Chemical Romance show. And like, oh, you have a stepdad named Terry too. <laughs> Terry Cruz. <laughs> Bros. Um. I think I want to save this. I'm gonna save this. Okay. Save wait. away. All right, let's save do. Uh, let's, next time. let's go main event. Main event time! I had a story, but another piece of the story came out, and now I'm intrigued because I want to put them both together and make fun of all of it at the same time. 
Smash them all together. Not make fun of it, but you know what I mean. All right, in a bit. Heavy Metal Over Six Talk Podcast. Best Live X. Oh, I haven't done any. Hey, buddy. Don't have my clapper. Okay. So, we've all been to concerts. Well, maybe. Yes. I suppose. Um, so, I thought it would be interesting if, I mean, it's a kind of a hard decision because it took me, well, till about six hours ago to make my final decision. But <laughs> if we had to a list, and I didn't do mine in any particular <coughs> order because that would have been too much more Too work. hard. And uh, so I figured we'd take our five best favorite live concerts, artists, however you want to put it, that we, you've ever seen. We better name the episode that. Five best favorite yep. concerts you've ever seen. I'll five never, best favorite. I'll never remember that. Well, me neither. <laughs> unless I hear it. At least it's, it's recorded. It won't even unless I happen audio. to hear it again while editing. I bet you you won't. But I'll five. be doing like eight other things at the same time. <laughs> so on top of our... Um, list i also got some from the world metal scene some uh was uh, reviewer submissions i guess would be the term as well viewer listener submissions yeah, yeah, yeah so yeah hopefully y'all are listening y'all ready for this so when you um when you when you rate your live performances anthony mm-hmm. open-ended question to kind of start the okay. segment what what's the best part of the live performance like what do you base it on first um hmm. well I think visual in my mind is a big thing. Like it's mm. gonna be shit going on or something. Um, but it's also the uh, relation to the albums, you know, the, the album work as well. It's gotta sound similar. I mean, yeah. I, I. But then again, and I gotta play this part as well. I like when they change it up a little bit. Mm. Like they kind of do different things, especially like the drummer does a little extra. You know right. what I mean? Guitar work a little extra here and there. Right, like you do but like this, uh, like a break, and like there's yeah. like a like a little bit of different feel. Soulfly right. used to actually be good for this, like the whole group, like they would like cut out like halfway, th- like partly through like a, a key song or mm-hmm. in be- even in between songs, and like they would all do like a percussion thing, like they right. like the little additions. And go back in. Yeah, I, kind I, of I, I agree with that. Visuals. Completely I mean, awesome. don't get me wrong; it has to actually sound like. Yeah. You know what I mean? It can't be like like example. I wouldn't saw Theory of a Dead Man, God, years ago. And you hear him like on the radio. He's kind of kind of like that Nickelback kind of like. Theory of a Nickelback. But when you hear him live, it's like I'm gonna. I'm like, what the fuck happened? I'm like, is he sick? Like, did he just not feel good? It's all that overproduction. What the fuck? Like, it was like real different. I think if I was gonna pick on like any like, I I actually agree. The visual thing is like awesome. Like, if you have great visual, like like a little bit of a stage, like is. Unfortunately, there's nothing worse than like just watching like four dudes just kind of stand up there and. (laughs) Like, je- the jeans and t-shirt outfit that, like, bands have been, like, coming out with. Like, you don't have to, like, really try anymore. You right. just have to, like, go out there and, like, you think you're awesome. Miss Luna then, Frost, I believe, brought that up. Um, yes. But the other thing that, like, drives me nuts, especially if I'm at, like, a stadium show, is when the artists actually ask the crowd to sing. But not just like little fillers, like not just like like maybe like, like the, the background, song. like the whole fucking chorus. Like uh, ten years. Sing anytime, it. Anytime he has to sing Wasteland. Yeah. <laughs> it's much. like it's like I didn't pay ninety bucks a ticket to listen to the girl Karaoke. next to me go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's like that's not what I'm here for. I'm here to watch you perform the song and maybe your take on the song. Right. Like it's a, just a part that just drives me like bananas. I hate that. Sing yeah. Up. 
That, that's obnoxious. I, I think. I, uh, I think. I think the performance overall has to be uh, motivating, because like when you get the whole like when you get the whole band into the show, like when they're all into their own music, and like going heavy and hard, like that stuff is contagious. You know, mm-hmm. like that's that's what gets people going. Like, right. like a lot of these, some of these bands now, you see like, oh, they have like their their music videos playing in the background on a giant screen, and they have like. Dancing girls and shooting flames and all this other crap. And it's nice. like, it's like nice. I, I don't really care about all that, man. Like that's like fake energy. Like I want to see like the real raw energy from your song, like you performing this because you made it. Like that's what'll get right. me. Like wow, this is a great show. If but, you're if you're into your music and it's contagious and you can get other people into your music, that's what music's all about. My other thing, and unfortunately, like my my last point is probably not, or my this point is probably not much the artist can actually do because it's kind of at the mercy of the venue, the acoustics, and the uh, the sound guy. But my whole reason for like liking live music is because it's the music in like its purest form. Right. It's supposed to be like the high definition experience. Like you right. go to the movies to get right. the high definition right. experience. Yep. The, like a football the, game. The Same perfect thing. picture, the surround sound, and whatnot. We cannot emulate, well, I can because I have a PA, but you cannot, not to that extent, but you cannot emulate what the power and like the everything that can be done in a live performance in a home system, in a car system, over headphones, like things like that. So, like I said, that that's sometimes not even anything that the performer can do, but yeah. I agree. Yeah, it's crazy because like you think about how how bands come together and how they come together with like all, all their music anyway, and uh, <clears throat> you know playing in your garage and and playing all together sounds great and all for for those listeners. But then when you go like, hey, we need to record this album time and it gets produced, well then it gets mixed and like so many things get left out in the mix. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like, and so I feel like it's a totally different feel. It's a totally different feel to a live show. Um, and I, I think that there's so many so many different levels to what a live show goes into. Um, there's there's like I think there one of the big things that gets left out is bass. You know, I think like people don't realize like the importance of a bass player on a uh, in any it, band, yeah. but especially at a live show, mm-hmm. like. And how much more it resonates at a live show, and you're like, wow, yeah. like, right. I actually I feel this now mm-hmm. because of, like the the bass is there, you know right. what I mean? Like, I just I think there are, there are a bunch of other little factors. Yeah, um, go to any show at the Whistler Palladium. But then I think it's cool to see. <laughs> pretty much. I think I think it's really cool to see uh, a full band play together and kill a show, but every individual at that show is playing their part like a pro, mm-hmm. like. You got a drummer going ham, you got a bassist who doesn't miss a beat, you got a sick guitar player doing their guitar riffs, and you got a vocalist that can hit every single note live that they can hit in studio. If you can't hit those notes live that you're recording in studio, please stop recording them in studio. I'm not going to go to a show to hear you sound like a squealing pig. I, I will literally never go see your band again, if that's the case. Not talking crap about vocalists. I understand there's a lot of things that go into vocalists. However, if it's your own music and your own product, you should be a professional of that <laughs> and know by now how it should sound live. So you should be able to practice it enough times. I can't, uh, like, that's one thing that drives me insane when you hear somebody's, like, studio mix 
and it sounds great, and then you hear them live, and their vocalist just sounds awful. That's a total buzzkill for me. Agreed. All right, so today's show, we're going uh, five top uh, live acts that we've seen. Yes, we are. I'll start if you like. Go for it. So Surely. This is um, this, this first band that I'm going to actually bring up. Um, just, a, just a quick background. They're actually local. They are from Harvard, Massachusetts. Harvard. Harvard. Um, it's interesting we were talking about rap and metal because these guys are actually classified as an American rap metal band. A uh, rap metal? Is that like, so it's not new metal, it's rap metal? What's the difference? Um, I, would, I would say that they're pretty new metal, but... Um, rap metal. Well, it's like, so like, well, these guys did have a, a couple of hits. They were, they were very big. Um, 1998, 99 was, uh, was around their, their formation years. Um, AF was like very heavily, like the harder, faster, like everything like that was still out there. And AF was still heavily into uh, concerts back in, the, back in the day, especially in the uh, New England area. Uh, Reveille, I've uh, the band I'm the, the band I'm talking about is Reveille. Um, I've seen them shit ton of times, like so often. Because uh, when I was growing up, 16, 17, 18 years old, I was like a I was like a resident at the Worcester Palladium, uh-huh. and I paid rent. <laughs> like these guys, these guys were there like very often. If there was a national act that came through, they were usually added to the bill, kind of a thing. But then like. They actually got bigger. They had a they had a couple of national releases. Like they they had heavy radio play. Um, their album Reborn was that uh, very popular. Um, but these guys have always stuck out in my mind as as far like so everything that we just kind of like talked about. So they were a rap metal band, but I mean it was good. Like. <laughs> Isn't that the worst when you have to just when you have to say that about a genre? No, no. <laughs> like, yeah, they're this, but they're good. Though. I'm trying. I'm trying to just put. I'm. I'm just trying to like piece the words together yeah. like, the way of the, like the instrumentation in the back would not lead the rap, mm. but the vocals were definitely rappy. Right. Like like he would. They were. They were quick. They're. They're witty. They were well timed. They were. It's a good tone. He actually has like a good like little metal core scream action to it. They're, the two guitarists for the band Reveille are phenomenal. They they complement each other like very well. They have a great flow That's and they have an, and they have an awesome energy. Like yes. they are so good energy wise. Now these guys like when you saw them live, and again ninety percent of the time that I saw Revely live was at the Worcester Palladium, which actually worked well for this band because the same thing that like Dave just actually mentioned, like the bass would really yes. come out and like the. The, the drummer in this band is phenomenal. The bass player is phenomenal. And you have two phenomenal guitar players and a lead singer that can, you know, rap vocal his ass off, scream a whole bunch, yep. and really, like, gain your attention. These guys were just pure energy. Nice. There wasn't a big, elaborate stage show. They didn't have, like, a whole lot going on. I mean, they had the, you know, the timely, like, you know, strobe lighting and whatnot. Sure. Every, his, uh, his key move... I should throw this out there. His key move was he would actually stage dive off one of the stacks of PA speakers. Now, at this time, back in the day, before it burned down the first time, the Palladium used to have a stack of PA speakers on each side of the stage. They weren't hung and coming from the ceiling at that time. They were actually on the stage. These things are probably, I mean, what's this room? Eight, nine feet? So, if that... So these were probably nine, ten feet tall, okay. and then figure that's the off the stage oh, plus the like stage, three feet, three feet, plus you yeah. had to clear that gap because that railing would be yeah. there. So he would go whew, 
So I was like, oh, well, he's just doing that in like a small club. No, I saw him at Loka Bazooka. <laughs> now that thing was fucking up there. And there was a big motherfucking drop from the stage. And there was a big motherfucking gap in between the stage and like that where the bar was. And he staged over off of that shit. And nobody cleared out and just let him smack the ground? <laughs> nope. <laughs> nope. You know what? Because our metal community, man. Like, we knew Revely, dude. We knew Revely, and, like, once he fucking started climbing up there, he would say, squish in, peeps. Squish in. Mm. And that's what they did. They squished right in. He had a nice, comfy human pillow. Human uh, pillow. Full of shoulders and heads. Yep. Yeah. Had to be uncomfortable as shit. Yeah, I can't imagine. They could do commercials for but head and shoulders. Their sound, <laughs> their sound live was phenomenal. Their albums are actually really... I really like their album. Like, I've always been a big Revely fan. Um... But their sound live is on point. Like, they, they will match the CD. We don't have to do the sing-along crap. Like, we're there to see you. The energy, like, these guys are fucking moving. They're bouncing. They commanded the room kind of a thing. Like, it was what... And I understand being local. You know, you, you go to, like, Worcester and, like, a, a band from Harvard. Mass, like, freaking comes out. Harvard and Chelmsford, actually, is what they... Actually, Harvard, Chelmsford, and Shirley. Hmm. That's like the whole little trifecta right there. Yeah. But you know they come out the Worcester like the, <laughs> like they used to just come out on the stage the whole fucking room would just start moving. Didn't even have to start like boom. <laughs> 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 so they've always stuck out in my mind. They've always been one of my favorites. I'm I'm sad that you know the longevity of them wasn't there. I mean '98 to '03 was pretty much their time, but that's they number were, one. They were almost there. Nice. They did a good job. Dave, what do you got? Ooh, so uh, I actually surprisingly have not been to many shows, believe it or not. Uh, not as many as I should have, I should say. Well, your list should be easy. It should be, but it's n- not because with with little ability to view is little ability to grade. You know what I mean? So this cover band this other weekend called Marked. <laughs> They're pretty good. They've been that. Then, guy got then some stage. random guy got up there and started singing, and it sounded like crap. Uh, any hooser. So, man, I try to say only good things about people. I, I'm very. I say I, this is supposed to be a positive. Yeah, very, very positive. No, I think that. Well, I had some honorable mentions, but anyway, um, I know you guys don't don't listen. Anyway, one of the greatest bands that I ever saw live was actually Breaking Benjamin. Um, when they came on stage, like, and I don't know, like, I feel like different bands have different approaches to their, to like their opening act, you know what I mean? They're like, oh, let's, let's hide, some of them, they're like, oh, let's hide in the shadows and we'll like do our famous riff that everyone loves at first and then we'll like slowly all take our positions and we'll We'll get the whole crowd going with this little riff, you know, we'll do this. Or, like, sometimes the vocalist comes out and he's like, Hey, we're this guy, we're this band, we do this, this is our song, whatever. No. Breaking Benjamin literally took the stage in the dark and just started going ham. Like, all out, like, just going. And I was standing there in the crowd, right in the middle of the pit, and I was like, Wow. Like, I don't even remember what I was talking about because they just interrupted my conversation. <laughs> How rude. Bunch of We're waiting for the next act to go on, and they came on, and sure enough, Songus Arena's jumping, and I, before I knew it, I was in a, like, 
there was no segue. It was like, and I wasn't even drinking. It was like, there was just like a blur of like, what was I talking about? Like, they just totally took over the entire room. And I've always respected them for that because when it comes to performances, that's like, that should be a band's bread and butter. You know what I mean? Like, opening. And I feel like they grabbed it by the horns and just ragdolled it all over the room. Like, they just they just nailed it. They killed it right off the bat. And, like, they kept the same energy throughout. And there was, like... So, obviously, there was gaps between songs. But, like, they had our focus that entire time. Right. So, it felt like there were no gaps. And it was right. just, like, a continuous show. And, like, I literally did not stop looking at the stage... Until I saw that 34-year-old guy knock out that 19-year-old girl. <laughs> and then, I'll say this about Metalheads, though. Everybody shuffled her out to the emergency vehicle oh, yeah. really quickly. We take care of her. And 34-year-old man became a 34-year-old toothless man pretty quick. Yep, and also. <laughs> but I also didn't see any of that. I definitely wasn't there for that show, and I will not make a statement. Anthony? <laughs> All right. Uh, so, I'm going to actually go with, I think, one of my favorites, and uh, uh, Marcus was actually with me at this show, but when we, f the first time, we saw Atreyu Ooh. at the Paradise Place, is that right? A Anthony loves Atreyu. Is that how you say that? Place? The Paradise Place, right? Paradise Palace. I don't remember. <laughs> Marcus isn't paying attention, so he's not going to make I am. You didn't answer. Uh... <laughs> I'm sorry, what I was not listening to. <laughs> exactly, uh, yeah. Par uh -huh. par Paradise Rock Club? Okay, the Rock Club. That's, that's what I was looking for. Uh, sorry, buddy. So we ended up being at a part of the stage that didn't have a gate in front of it. Like, we were just kind of like, like literally us and then yeah the paradise stage. rock club is set up like weird like there's a like the they will gate off the front and i think it's only for the purpose of like security being able to get up there right and then, like the rest of the room is like taped off like yeah. so if you're in a, if you're at, yeah, a, if, you're at, if, you're at if you're at there when it's like sold out and like you're standing over the tape like some guy will like come over and be like you got to get on the other yeah, side like, of the tape so you got you got you got to cuddle with that guy over there uh but our positioning we were like right i think we were there for the whole show if i'm correct we the, got there early. The we saw Wuvenwar. Yeah, and uh, Beartooth, right? Who is actually surprisingly talented. A lot better live than their actual recorders. Very soft. Like, good music with, like, weird soft vocals. Yeah. But, yeah, we parked ourselves early, and that stupid bitch... <laughs> took you out. Fucking hip-checked me. Like, I fought, too. I, I was like, I, if I had nails, they would still be nail claws <laughs> on the side of that stage while I was trying to hold on. <laughs> while she pretty much... Murdered my myself. Uh, but uh, being myself, being uh, as close as we were, I mean, at one point we were just like talking to like the guitar guy while he was setting up his pedal. I believe to Wovenvor, if I'm correct, because you're just kind of like hanging out there. It was Beartooth, actually. Was it Beartooth? Okay, I forget what. At that which, at that point, I believe it was Beartooth. That's, Beartooth? What, that's when we decided to get social. Okay, but then uh, when a Treyu came out, uh, I have video proof. Uh, Alex actually came over and was just like singing with us. So I pretty much could have put my tongue in his mouth if I really wanted to. And uh, Go I ahead, get it. I me, dude. <laughs> well, that's that's a different different story for a different. Remind uh, me to never sing in front of Anthony. Who <laughs> uh, <laughs> knows? You might like it. Um, <laughs> gross. So and then oh, uh, I got a little bit of high five action from the bases too. But, I mean, we were like that is the closest I think I've ever been to any concert of that caliber. 
ever. Overall, oh. a great show in general, too. So, Especially the super pa- fast punk version of uh, <laughs> X's and O's. Something like that. I, think, I, think I believe of, that's uh, correct. That's right. Yeah, yeah. How many like X's and O's? Let's play the super fast punk version. Yeah, it was crazy. <laughs> just like mad fast, like, yeah, it was weird. It was cool though. They did it though. Yeah, no, they did. They did. Uh, that would probably be probably one of my top ones. Uh, next, we have a music or a submission from a buddy of ours, David Marcunis. What's up, Dave? Of uh, Boss Nova. Boss. So. Nova. I'm just pretty much going to read from here. In general, um, just overall, a, a genuine fucking dude. That yeah, guy's awesome. Yeah. Uh, so he said, uh, I saw Ramstein in Quebec City in 2010. Du hast. The first time in North America in close to a decade. Crowd size was estimated at 110,000 people. Probably the last time. Yeah. In North America. Um, yeah that's very all in the city park, the Plains of Abraham. Uh, now I've never been in a big. I'm sorry, I've never been a big Ramstein fan, but my friend was a fanatic, so I took the road trip. I've never seen anyone put on a show like that prior. Neither have I since. There was literally shit blowing up everywhere. I had seen them twice before, my fucking friend the fanatic, and have seen them twice since. They've always delivered the best show I've ever seen. So that's one, and that's all he gave us. But and I'm also jealous, Dave, because I I would love. To see Rammstein live, yeah, Rammstein. I've seen seen like videos and shit, and it's just crazy. See the movie Triple X, like that concert looked insane. <laughs> like the hell is this movie? Let's watch that concert. <laughs> Go back to the concert. Right, right, right. Why is this Vin chick talking in Russian in a really bad accent? Go back to the concert. <laughs> so thank you, Dave, <laughs> for your contribution. I too am secret agent. All right, Marcus, what do you got? So, I don't know if it makes sense to, uh, to like, piggyback, because you know what? Just to, Anthony brought up the, uh, the the Paradise Rock show, and that that's actually, it is on my list, so I guess I'll just talk about it more. Mm-hmm. Like, I'll just segue right back into, like, the Atreyu and, like, talk about it more. There's a reason why that's in, like, my top. One, it's one of my most favorite bands of all time. Like, I love Atreyu. I love, like, probably 97% of their catalog. Like, it's just awesome. It's listenable. Everything about them is great. They don't come here very often. No, they don't. They, um, unless it's, I mean, more so in, like, the last couple of years because it, it just seems like every freaking time that they're in the area now, like, I, like they were just in Rhode Island not too long ago mm-hmm. at another small, smallish kind of a venue kind of a thing and you know I'm fucking out here adulting and shit mm-hmm. and ruining my fucking concert going yeah. but it's a band that I've always loved um, and to see him live and to, like be able to see him in that venue like we can touch the stage we're fucking high-fiving people the bass players like you know s- sitting on our shoulders while he's like fucking playing and shit <laughs> and uh Jake's up there with fucking guitar behind his head, like just like walking around doing his thing, like I'm just gonna play this whole song with the guitar behind right. my head. And Alex is fucking running around, like he's on like the balcony at one point, yeah, like, yeah, I remember like, that. Yep. like performing. Yep. Like the, the venue's cool. Like Paradise Rock Club is just fucking cool. It's very uh, what's the word? Personal. No, if if I was gonna if I'm if I. <laughs> 
the first time that we saw Atreyu was probably the better of the two. Like the second yes. time that we went to see Atreyu, I think part of the show was yeah. actually the fact that he was having like all kinds of sound problems. Like Alex his ear, like his, his earpiece. He kept coming over to this poor dude on like the side of the stage and just wanted to fucking murder that guy. <laughs> like he was, was fucking funny. pissed. Was Turns happy. out it's his brother-in-law or something. Yeah. Like and that, that, and that, that's happy. actually going back to that comment where like we had to like stand on like one side of the tape. If you're on the other side of the tape, some guy like some big dude comes over and be like, get on the other side of the tape. And like yes, sir. <laughs> get back in the fiery water. Yeah, get back in the fiery water. That's exactly what it is. So like we were kind of like confined to like our area, but like they had that area where like all the stuff is and all the equipment and like this. He he just kept laying into this guy like the whole set. Like, he would come out and perform. He'd be, like, smiling, smiling. He goes back to the side. And his, like, face would, like, just fucking turn. He'd be like, fuck, 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 fuck. <laughs> but I hate that guy. They're exciting. They're talented. They're awesome. Like, they're... <clears throat> that, 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 that would have to be in my top five also. I know it's a double and that's lame, but I'm sorry. It's fucking Atreyu. Yeah. Atreyu's pretty cool. It's an intimate session with freaking Atreyu. And I actually wish that, that we went to this last one because it was the uh, 20th anniversary or 25th yeah, anniversary. Yeah, because uh, they had a whole thing where they, like, like it was like a voting period. Where, like, this song or this song, and people would vote. I mean, 90% of the votes were, like, the older shit. <laughs> but, and then, whatever. Which one of the albums is 20 years old, then? I think it's just them in general. I don't think it's a special. Oh, album. I thought it was an al- I thought it was an album thing. I thought it was like a whole like they were they were gonna play like an album through being the twentieth anniversary of it. Yeah. Um, um, no, because they actually had people pick songs, and that's how they made their catalog. But, which is cool. But it has to it, that that has to be one of the the best live performances that I've been. Probably because of the intimacy, but like all the other things that I described. I mean, the sound was on point. Those guys are on point. They, they're they're just great. Word. Fair enough. David? David says, so at this same show, I know, lame, same show, but uh, not the same show as Anthony and Marcus. Just, I hate to interrupt. The sidebar is, I have to try to pick, like, Axel, like, me and Anthony both didn't go to the yeah. same concert because, like, for, like, the last, what, seven years? Roughly. Like, yeah. We've go to all these shows. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> so, uh, the show that I went to was actually Breaking Benjamin, Seether, Three Days Grace, and Hurt. Uh, that was at Songus Arena. This must have been, geez, maybe like 12 years ago or okay. so. So I don't know. It was a while ago. Um, I thought Breaking Benjamin was awesome. I've, I was always kind of a fan of Three Days Grace. Mm-hmm. Now was this was, with? Uh... It was with Adam Gontier. Mm-hmm. Okay. It was. Uh, it was in their heyday. It was like when it was, uh, you know, One X and all those yep. other albums that had come out and. Uh, it was, I mean, they put on a good show, don't get me wrong. And, like, look, I'm not saying I didn't have any of their songs on my iPod, because I definitely did back in the day when iPods were a thing. Um, I actually had their two first albums. Mm-hmm. But the the act that stood out to me aside from Breaking Benjamin was Seether. Yep. Seether was one of the best acts that I saw. <laughs> because they're, I don't know, they're kinda, they kind of have that, like, they have a different vibe. They, like and that's what I think is so cool when you go see a live band is it like you can see multiple bands and like you can see the personality of the band on stage and it's just like it really like makes like a, a wholesome picture for right. like who you're listening to and it's like oh wow like that actually makes sense um, these guys I mean they they did a, a a handful of their like not so popular songs but even then ripped it their final song. 
and they were the last ones. They were like the the headliner there. See, there was the last song that they played was Remedy, and everybody went nuts. That That entire arena went insane. Probably like two songs before that, they did a cover. They not the cover. They did the that song Broken. Yep. But they did it. But they did it with Adam Gontier instead of Amy Lee, which was okay. Like kind of different, weird. But like. It was still really, it was unexpected. Yeah, it was really good. Legend, he just yeah. kind of like walked out on stage, didn't even introduce himself, like no warning, no nothing. I don't know. Just all around, excellent show. Uh, super tight gig, too. They were like, they were like spot on. Like, uh, Remedy, especially, like, sounded straight up like it was right off the radio. I don't know. Maybe they were dubbing or something, but <laughs> I doubt it because uh, everybody was sweating pretty hard and they were getting all into it. Yeah. <laughs> it was. It was an awesome show. I uh, I always respected them after that, and like if I ever had the chance to see them again, I would, in a heartbeat, I'd buy those tickets. Mm-hmm. If that tour were to ever happen again, even though Adam Gontier is not there, I'd still go see it. Nice. I don't I don't know what's happening with uh, with Hurt these days, but but they were like the the opening act. Yeah. Only sure only thing I remember about mm-hmm. that band is that the lead singer was, like, singing while playing the violin. That was, which yeah, is different for a metal band, which is yeah, was, unique. I don't know. Be the term. All right, all right, nice. Uh, my next one is a little more abstract. Um, God, how many years ago was this? Four, three, four, roughly ish, kind of, sorta. Uh, I got to see. I believe the place, if I recall, was in Rhode Island. It was called the Firehouse. I think. But uh, ended up going with two people from work. And I got to see Ailstorm, Necrocoblicon, and the opening band. I do not remember their name. But he was dressed like kind of like a Viking sort of huntsman thing. Anyway, uh, so extremely small venue, like the size of this room venue, which you can't see, but just assume that it's smaller than most places. Uh so, Necrogoblicon, they have this little goblin guy. He's like their kind of, what's the word, mascot, I guess would be the term. And, like, the whole time, I mean, he sings some of the parts of the song, but, like, they just he just ran around in, like, the crowd and just, like, attacked people the whole time. It's pretty cool. <laughs> Literally attacked them. And uh, that was the first they time. Died. And then, I mean, the main thing was Ailstorm, which was the first time I got to see them in their own headlining atmosphere. And, uh, I mean, they're just fun. I mean, we've seen Ailstorm in festival form, mm. but, I mean, they're fun. And the first time they played Fucked With An Anchor, that was before the album came out. So if you haven't heard the song, it's you need to. But if you know the song, the fact that they just started playing this, and I was like, are they just being rude? Like, I was super confused, and then it turned into a whole song, and then, like, uh, the song came out, I was like, oh, it's just a song. Like, I thought they were just being assholes. I was super confused. They saw me in the crowd. They right. made an impromptu <laughs> song about me. Yeah, no. But, uh, no, that was, again, another, you know, close whatever. A uh, buddy of mine got a picture with the goblin for Necrogoblicon, because he was just hanging out taking pictures of people. But, I mean, another, you know, personal kind of venue aspect. But it was pretty cool. I mean, what's pirate metal in a firehouse, right? That's it. Okay.
Okay. All right. Let's see who I got next for. Let's uh, we got Jeremy Nicholas. He has a star next to his name. I don't know if that means like he's like the Jeremy Nicholas. Yeah, maybe. So I'll read verbatim here. Um, I saw Pantera almost every time they ever came to. Hit the button. Indianapolis, Indiana. And the first time I saw Ozzy Osbourne, I was tripping on acid the 4th of July <laughs> during a full moon, and there was a riot. Oh, and I saved a crippled man. person and a pregnant woman, and in the midst of all the madness, I literally barked at the moon as somebody handed me a bottle of early times whiskey. Did he And really I flung know? it at the stage. Do we write blogs for us? If you're, trip- <laughs> if you're tripping on acid, did you really do those things, or were you like... Fighting some hobo in a porta john, and you just imagined all this crap. No, he's in his basement. Yeah, he didn't even <laughs> go to the show. Porta, Dude, porta john. I went to Coachella. <laughs> just watching YouTube videos and fighting himself, and then making stories. Port, port, porta john. Not that I've ever done acid, because no, seriously, bro. If you're, if you're listening, email us. I'll, I'll set you up on the blog. You can just tell us stories on acid. Mm-hmm. If you can write. If you can write. They make that thing, like voice-to-text. The dragon? This is true. Yeah. 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 Yeah, the dragon. Whatever. The dragon? Oh, yeah. Does a dragon naturally speaking, is that right? Is that what it's called? Something like that. Yeah. yeah. It's, a, it's, it's, a, it's around there. I'm pretty sure that's right. Dragon natu- natu- nat- naturally, naturally speaking? I think that's right. Um, as for the rest of this... I'm so sorry. <laughs> it's okay. Tell you what, I'll, cl- I'll clean it up. I'm going to actually agree with Homeboy. I'm gonna actually, I'll give you my next one. Go for it. Pantera. Now, uh, I, have a, I have a specific Pantera performance that I'm, that I'm actually going to bring up. Because I've, I've, I've seen Pantera both as a headliner and in festival form. So the one that really, you know, scarred my soul in a good way was, um, was a headlining tour. They were actually at, it's a, the, it was a Worcester Centrum back then. It's mm-hmm. a DCU mm-hmm. center now. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was arena form, but I mean, it's not a big place. Uh, fun, fun fact about this, this show. We, uh, me and my friend, my, my best friend growing up, Ryan went to the show. We had seats for this show and wow. we did that thing where like we got in this big line of people. And camped out for four days. Well, we got in this big line of people on like the aisle, and the guy's like, "Oh, hey, listen, I talked to the guy on the floor. He said if we give him, you know, X amount of bucks, like he'll just let us all through." Mm-hmm. And he was gonna rip him off. Like he's like, "Yeah, like he had like a one wrapped in like." <laughs> I was like, "Dude, if he's actually gonna let us in, like I got the cash on me. Like I didn't fucking care about money back then. I was like, whatever." I had a job. It's like, just right. cash my paycheck. It's like, I got the money. If he's going right. to let us through, I'll give him the fucking cash. I don't want to give it chased down at remember, the end of it. Remember those days? But the problem was, once you get on the floor, you can't leave. Yeah. Right. Because you don't get the bracelet. Right. So you can't go take a piss. You can't go get a soda. You can't go get a water. Well, you can take a piss, but you can't leave the floor. Well, as far as they know. <laughs> right. But anyway, the... um. The the tour that the, the the tour that I went to that was like so unbelievable was um it was actually the Extreme Steel tour. Okay. And uh, yeah. they had a they had a crazy crazy group actually um Slayer opened for them. Um I can't, uh Scrape I think was the band. There was a, there was this weird it, it was Scrape that I think. Sounds familiar. Their um their drummer is the lead is the lead vocalist. 
Like it's they they were a one hit wonder. We back covered then. scrape back then. What? <laughs> what? We did. We had an episode where we talked about scrape with those new metal bands. Oh yeah, oh, they, yeah. they were in that list, weren't they? Yeah. Good Don't call. look at me like I'm crazy. What? I know things. I didn't know what you were talking about. What, <laughs> talking about? what is what is that scrape you speak of? I brought it up twice now. Who are they? So, <laughs> best thing about this, like, this show had everything. Pantera was on top of their game at the time. Dime obviously was there. Vinny was obviously there. They had this crazy motherfucking thing that came out, like, that actually said Extreme Steel. Like, I don't know where they hid this thing the whole night, <laughs> but it, was, it wasn't out there until right before fucking Pantera came out. They put it and on it, top of their like, tour bus. This thing had to be... Like I shit you not, if the if the the like floor to ceiling of the centrum is like let's call it 120 feet, this thing had to be 80. Like I have no idea where the fuck they put it, mm-hmm. and all this thing did was spit fire. Like just ex- just picture these freaking big words, extreme steel, and this big heavy fucking font, and fire just coming from fire. every freaking aspect of it. Fire. And the other, it was so awesome, but except. It, it was about 150 degrees on the floor. I think we all got cooked. Or assume, yeah. We all got cooked like a little bit that night. Like we all left a little medium rare. But that show, like, like I said, Pantera was on their game. There's fucking shit burning everywhere. It was a cool setup Beautiful. like prior to. I mean, fucking Slayer opened for Pantera for Christ's sakes. I mean, it's like Slayer back in their, their heyday. <laughs> yeah, right. Like open for Slayer. Wow. Um, that show, I mean... Rock legends. I'm so glad that I got to see him, like when they were when they were original. Like that, I would have regretted that one if yeah, I didn't. For sure. But they they are so good live. Like Phil is so fucking talented. Yeah. And yeah, Pantera Extreme Steel Tour. Fair enough. Beautiful. Marcus. Oh God, Jesus, David. I, I, good <laughs> Lord, I'm so sorry. I don't know why it was well, in my head. Let me Let's tell you. Go again. Let's go again. Let's hear that again. So, I forgot what I said. <laughs> as I've said before in other episodes, yes. I had a little, a little bit of a sheltered childhood. Uh, however, see a couple episodes that was like half an hour ago. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> I just tell everybody when I meet them, I had a sheltered childhood. Um, Don't mark us and stop laughing at me. <laughs> I, uh, the first ever heavier show that I ever went to was actually POD. And it was now I'm gonna be dating myself a little bit here, and that's fine. Uh, so POD POD came out with Southtown, the album. That was like their first debut album. They had uh, Rock the Party and Southtown, and that's about it. Yeah, that was really it for that album. <laughs> that, was, that was about it. <laughs> Truthfully, it really was. Unfortunately, <laughs> but they made up for it because their next album, Satellite, was yeah. loaded full of hits. So I saw P.O.D. when they were first becoming P.O.D. And they played Southtown and Rock the Party and a couple other ones. But then they played this song that was at that point unreleased. You know what song that was? Satellite. No, it was Set It Off. And the whole place went crazy. Like nuts. That song is awesome. And that performance was awesome. I feel like they're underrated. Super underrated. And the fact that nobody saw that coming. Nobody knew any one of these songs coming off their album. This is like, because that album was in 2002, 2003. So 
they just hit it live, like, out of nowhere. They're like, hey, this is going to be off our next album. And, like, I was like, wow, like, this is a, this is a crazy heavy song. Like, this is, like, it's a little, like, I, I like the direction that they're mm -hmm. going with this. And then when I finally bought the album, I was like, this song literally sounds exactly like the live performance I just heard. Good quality. Not only that, but Set It Off is what? The first song on that album. The rest of that album, they had Boom on that album. They had Alive. Mm -hmm. They had Satellite. The they had all these crazy good hits. They had uh, Youth of the Nation was on that album. Yep. They had uh, was Thinking About Forever. They just had so many good songs on that album. And they started with Set It Off. And I was like, wow. <laughs> like, I, I just couldn't believe it. And I, I was kind of shocked in the crowd. Mm -hmm. And then when I bought the album, I was like, this is... They literally perform exactly like they sound in the studio, and any band who does that, but still makes it like feel like a you know a personal and personable live performance. Like you, you have my vote. Yep. Like when I saw that with Pod, I was like, all right, guaranteed. Like first, so first heavy band I ever saw, and probably one of my all-time favorite bands ever, strictly because of the impact that it had on me. That was awesome. We're talking about Basie. I saw P.O.D. at the Palladium one time. Jesus. Yo, Trey doesn't play on the bass, man. All of their, all of their songs sound awesome when it's all through bass. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Hate to segue too far. What do you think of the new P.O.D.? Have you heard it? I have not. The last... Okay, we'll talk about it later. Then. Okay, we will. <laughs> all right. Not uh, interesting. Move on. My next one, Marcus can also... Um, unless he already has this on his list as well. But... <laughs> um, Trivium has been always one of my bucket list bands to see. Took a um, long time for for me to see them as well. Right. Um, and we got to see him at his tour bus while we were waiting in line. We were right yeah, by the we door. Were, we were just, like, you want to like, talk hey. about smooth criminals, man. Hey, Matt. They're <laughs> <laughs> just like, hey. <laughs> like, literally, like, right in front of us. Hey, what's up, guys? The whole band. I was like, hey, what's up? And then they were like, Hi. hey. It was just Matt and... Um, the, 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 the guitarist. And the bassist was there, too. I saw the bald head. I thought it was only two of them. Yeah. He's carrying, like, a little shopping bag. Yeah. He was so cute. Yeah, yeah, like, I think it went to, like, Aldi's or whatever the store up the street. Aldi. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're not, we're not. Love you mean it, Matt. We're not making fun of you. Aldi, where they throw your groceries at you. Yeah, and like, you, have beep, to, beep, you have to beep, pay, beep, pay for your but uh, yeah, smooth criminals, man. We, like, say hi. He's like, dude, that was Matt Heafy. Okay. <laughs> well, tell him the let us inside or something. I don't know. <laughs> Come on. I'm fucking waiting in a line like a dipshit. Uh, and Trivium was great. Trivium was awesome. I mean, they're extremely talented. The new drum is fucking ridiculous. Um, and I, I've always noticed that um, I've seen like a lot of live like just video of Trivium. And uh, Matt being as kind of goofy as he is, he like he almost has like a military presence on stage. Like, he's very just, like, commanding. Like, you know what I mean? He just, like, he just runs it. I mean, he's just, like, weird. It's very, like, a couple words. That doesn't sound like the military at all. You know what I mean? <laughs> but uh, on top of that, I mean, second in line, you had Avatar, which that was the second time that I think we both saw them. And, I mean, they're, they're fucking phenomenal every time. I mean, Avatar is one of my top bands anyways. But even with the little, like, they had that crazy, like, Avatar light thing behind him that would flash wicked bright. They actually, they had a better light show than Trivium. Yeah, that's true. I think Trivium was, like, relying on, like, the house or something. Mm -hmm. But, like, Avatar, like, just brought their own. They're like, yeah. we got this. Yeah. Swedish people, man, I tell you. 
Um, Avatar is phenomenal, though. Yeah, they're always very they good. They're so good. And then uh, and to open it, I mean, you had Devil You Know. Devil and that's you the know. first time I got to actually see Howard Jones. Uh, light the Torch. I'm s- it was Light the Torch then. Oh, was it Light the Torch then? Yes. Okay, I'm sorry. They played you're a lot right, of Devil You're you right. Know. I'm sorry. Yeah, they did. Okay. I get up and he had a lot of sound issues. Like, he didn't have his mic for sure. like the first half of the show. Um, How does that work? Weird. Uh, he just, you can see his mouth moving and nothing he's coming just, out. He's just you screaming. just assume it's the palladium and all you can hear is like, yeah. but then like he went and got like a corded mic. It's like, so can you not hear me through this? And everyone's like, no. Oh. <laughs> uh, but that's the first time I've been able to see Howard Jones. Um, the only time I've ever seen Kill Switch Engage was with Jesse. So being able to see Howard Jones, especially in a smaller venue, which was, was awesome. I mean, I've still never seen Kill Switch live. I need no. to. Bucket list. Um, I mean, they're they're still a very solid band. To be honest with well, you. Oh yeah, Adam Adam is ridiculous no, I, on I guitar. Mean, oh yeah, them too. I mean, yeah, obviously Kill Switch, but overall, like, I mean, that's just all three really good bands in a row. Yeah. Which was just an awesome show altogether. I'm pretty jealous. I'm not gonna lie. I wish I was there. I wish I was you. You say that now. <laughs> Shit, Light the Torch is playing a show in New York. Their supporting acts are Clay People. If you've never heard Clay People, look up Clay People. They're fun. Okay. They're, they're weird. It's something Probably. different. Like it's not. Um, I'd have to. I'd have to like. I'd have to actually look them up again and to tell you the album that I'm familiar with. But um, our good friends over at Faced are supporting that show. Oh really? Oh wow, that's cool. I was Where like, go. I was like, dude, I can go to Albany. They yeah. said they would deliver the tickets. Did they? I'm like, so. All right, man. Where are they at? Albany. We'll, we'll bring the camera and the, and the microphone. All right, we're coming. Yeah. We're coming. Here we go. Dave just locked us in. I have to remember that, the date. I probably have like a fucking bar mitzvah yeah. or something. Oh, I have to go it's through Christmas that day. day. Oh. I'll be there. Yeah, it's <laughs> fucking Christmas. I'll go on Christmas. Who really does anything on Christmas? Christmas is over. I got like three families I got to do stuff with. So. Christmas? Yep. Yeah, well. <laughs> Sorry. I, I just cook all day. That's all I do on Christmas. I cook all day. We have, like, breakfast in the morning. Like, there's a prime rib dinner. And, like, I have nothing to do after, like, 4 p.m. Right. I go to we Maine, actually We so. actually go out for sushi. We usually go see... We go out for sushi. We go, get like, catch a movie. Right. Wow. Uh, for our uh, users submitted, we have a good friend of ours, uh, Mike Shirley. Mike Gay. What's up, kid? Miguel. What's he, up? Uh, he actually numbered him, so I'm going to just assume this is in order. No fucking way. He's listening, happen. by the way. Uh, Called bullshit on that. Number one, Slayer. Never seen him. Number two, BB King. Wow. It isn't metal, but being a guitarist, I get it. Kind of like Mike. Uh, number three is Elviete, because I got to see that he got to see that. Show. Yeah, he got to go to the Palladium. The fucking. With I saw. Plani. I saw early video. Hey, Mike. Watch the show, man. Put your phone down. I thought BB King played the trumpet. Sorry. Anyway, I'm starting to feel bad for people that like watch the shows like through their phones. Stop it. Um, number four, In Flames. Okay. Which we missed that one. That was also at the Palladium. Mm-hmm. I feel like Mike only goes to the Palladium. <laughs> and number five is Lamb of God. Actually, December. That's a good. That's a good pick. I can get behind that pick. Mm-hmm. December sixth, in enough. fact, In Flames and Red. Mm. They're putting that in a new album too. 
December I haven't, 6th. I haven't heard from Red in like literally a decade. It's been a while, I yeah. just happened to see that they're going to tour around with In Flames. And I'm like, oh, wow, I can, I can knock off a couple of people at the same time here. December yeah. 6th. Okay, you're not going to kill anyone though, right? You're just going to go see the show? You said you were going to knock off You're people. not my real dad. Don't okay, tell me I'm just asking. <laughs> if i got to bring body bags, I will, but jeez. All right, Marcus, what's next for you? All yeah. Right, so we're going back to the uh, early, uh, late 90s, early 2000s. So I'm going to paint a picture. I'm going to actually play this for like my co-host so, like, while I'm, uh, I'm going to restart it after I crank it. Just a smidge. Just a smidge. We can so hear it. The um, w- WAAF Indoor Beach Party. Uh, this used to happen at Saugus Arena in Lowell, Massachusetts. Um, I believe this show also included, uh, I believe Drowning Pool was there. Mushroom Head was there. Wow. Um, this is Drowning Pool. This is original Drowning Pool. Before, uh, rest in peace, we yep. lost. Um, but the band that came out that night, like on top in my brain and forever. So... Saugus Arena, this is like full general admission. You can sit, this is a, it's a hockey arena. You can sit in a seat if you want. You can go on the floor if you want. Um, it was AF, it, they call it the indoor beach party. So it's in the middle of February. <laughs> so we're all out there in fucking shorts and wife beaters and like fucking bunch of dinks just in line. Like it's like zero degrees outside and we're all out there in our fucking underwear pretty much. Nice. Like waiting to get in, but you get inside and like the Jaeger girls are in there. They're giving you like lays and shit, taking photos. The I had potato a potato fo- chip. I had a photo with the Jaeger girls. My ex girlfriend had. Right? <laughs> well, she was there too, man. She was in the picture. She was like, it was May- like me, Jaeger girl, Jaeger girl, ex girlfriend. May the picture <laughs> rest you in peace. Um, <laughs> um. So the band that made my list is Il Nino. <laughs> now I see. I saw El Nino. This is the first time I saw El Nino. I've seen them a couple other times in like some smaller venues. Um, house. Uh, it used to be the House of Blues in Boston when it used to be the. Um, what the fuck was it called? It started with an A. Doesn't matter. Um, atrium. Atrium. The atrium. House, yeah. the House of Blues yeah. in Boston used to be the Atrium. Yeah. Um, I saw him there. And they didn't have, like, the balcony and shit. Like, it was, like, really tiny. There were these weird columns, like, all over the place. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was just weird. But they started the show. Like, they had, like, this cool, like, little, like, tribal, like, intro thing. And, like, like stuff sense. Stuff just starts, like, fucking blinking. And then they just started playing If You Still Hate Me. Like, once the dun-dun of If You Still Hate Me, I've never seen a whole fucking hockey rink, like, open up, like, something fierce. Like... If you actually picture, picture a hockey rink, like go, let's just go net to net. But you have to, you have to imagine this is like a sea of people. I actually think I got all 180 feet, like in 90 seconds, and I was not under my own power. <laughs> like I was just going. The crowd is going. I'm coming. Coming with them. Where are we going? It's it's kind of like when you get squished at the Palladium. We're all gonna lean to the right. <laughs> yeah, go this way. Here we go. We're all gonna lean to the left now. Oh boy, here it goes. <laughs> as long as you're still on your feet, you're good. Mm-hmm. Once you like off your don't feet, fall down. Yeah. don't fall yeah. down. Yeah, once don't you're, fall once down. Once you're off you your feet and you're at the mercy of the person that you're smushed against, it's like, I'm sorry, man, I love you. But sorry about your nads. <laughs> yeah, right? Pretty much. <laughs> but these guys were like absolutely insane. Absolutely insane live. They were they were insane in, in the the arena venue. They were insane insane in the club venue. Like I've probably seen them a half a dozen times. 
And our buddy Dan even went and saw him up at fucking Jewel in Manchester. And he yes. came back and like he was like a huge uh, El Nino fan. Yep. And he's impressionable anyway. <laughs> we bring him paintballing and he was going to be like a paintball pro right. like after that. But, but yeah, El Nino. Number four. That means the Nino. Yes. Uh, Dave, what do you have? Uh, well, so the doctor said it's... Oh, you meant next on Either the list. Either one. Okay, okay. Well, so, well, luckily it's treatable. We're so good. there's that. Good. Um, I got dog treats if you need more. Oh, perfect. I got you covered. Uh, guys, I'm actually going to go local on this one. Fathom Farewell, man. Fathom Farewell puts on a great show. That was Vanilla Ice. <laughs> Which? Vanilla Ice, what? Huh? <laughs> Never mind. I was going to say, which line? <laughs> which line? That's, that's a good question. I've seen... I've seen Fathom Farewell three times. Love you, Alex. Not going to lie. Three times. All three times? Awesome. Yeah, like, I've, I've seen him since, I think, when he first had, like, the first generation. It really bothers people. me. My it, favorite show that I saw him was uh, Palladium Downstairs. That was a good one. Yeah, it's super... They it played Chop Suey, too. It super bothers me because they're so, like, underrated. I feel like his voice is underrated. He's got... That dude can, like... He's got pipes. Belt out some some loud, crazy notes. And uh, being able to do that in the studio, again, is one thing. But being able to do that live and then to make your studio sound sound exactly like it is live is just... That's just on another, it's on another level for me, so... Uh, I'd have to say Fathom would be right up there in my top five because uh, strictly because of, like, I mean, uh, maybe, maybe it's just me. I get wowed by Alex's vocals because, like, he's just got, he's so loud. Mm -hmm. Like, how does a human get that loud? Like, I don't, open the mouth. like, e oh, yeah, well, that helps. Mm -hmm. uh, even with, like, like when you have a microphone, like a, a microphone just, now, hang on, Anthony, a microphone just exacerbates somebody's voice. Not if okay? you turn it up. Yeah, well, well, there's that. But this dude, I don't know what it is, man. This Like, Alex can just, bell, he has, like, crazy range, and he can just hit crazy stuff live, like, and, and it, like, it really is such a difference to be in the comfort of your own studio or something, and like, yeah, I'm gonna sing super loud in a contained area and sound good. When you're on a stage... That's in a giant venue in front of a bunch of people, and you can still hit those same exact notes, crazy loud, and hit every single one of them. I I, I don't know, man. Like you have my respect, dude. Like that's it. It's a wrap. I'm done. Like I'm now forever a fan. So I would have to say that my two favorite songs from Fathom would be "Consume the Earth" and "Wide Awake." Okay. Uh, I think "Consume the Earth" is my absolute favorite, but I do just goes ham all around goes ham like the show all together like the bands all like i don't know man they just there's something else and uh i'm I'm a, I'm a huge fan of their live performances anywhere that they like i even told them the the last show that we went to where we were all there i was like dude like anywhere you're playing i'm, I'm just gonna show up like you just tell me anywhere you're playing i'll go like i'll, I'll buy tickets i'll sell tickets like i'll just i'll just show up and go like it's just uh, man that's not an experience i want to miss no. So I, I I'd say Fathom. Fathom's up there. Okay. Yeah. Um, I feel like I'm slowly going back in time here. Uh, Marcus actually missed this one, unfortunately. But I went with Big Mark 
Oh. And uh, Mr. Bobbles. Mr. Pib. Oh, wait. No Dr. Pepper. Oh. Goddamn adulting. Moxie. But uh, I got to hit up the lineup of uh, Papa Roach. I wrote El Nino because Marcus was talking about it. That is that is not who I want to see in this moment. And Five Finger Death Punch. Um, <laughs> to be honest with you, out of the three, I think... Well, I can't say that. Um, the Papa Roach was phenomenal. Jacoby's fucking awesome. Jacoby I mean, that, is that guy's great. the man. Yeah. I mean, it was a part where he actually just like walked like through the arena. Like, through the crowd. It was not the song. It was not the song. It's arena. No, it was. I'm sorry. It wasn't the song. It's arena. It was a different show where they moved it to, like, the, like, Lowell something. Um, but, yeah, he actually went through the crowd and sang, like, one of the songs and just, like, walked through with people. Like, just, like, hung out. Like, Fair hey. enough. Um, but, I mean, that was when uh, Fear came out, that album. Which is cool because I'll, I'll kind of tie everything together. So uh, you had In This Moment up next. That's the first time I ever saw them, uh, which that was an interesting thing because it was almost like it was the craziest shit. Like she would come out with like whatever uniform, whatever, depending on the song, every song in a different outfit. But the rest <laughs> of the band was like around like in the dark, but they were dressed all like mad creepy. But she'd come out and do the song. Next song, she'd change like brand new outfit. Boom. It was like Lady Gaga. It was crazy. Like just constant rotation but i mean it was it was very like visually appealing like it was very well done um and then five finger death punch i've seen multiple times for the worst and for the best um but they I mean they were they were fine i mean we, we were pretty close so we get to you know be a little closer than usual uh but the cool thing about this so papa roach and five finger death punch both have a song with marina brink of in this moment. So I think it all worked in favor because she came out with both bands and they played the songs, which is kind of neat that they were able to tie all that in together. So that was kind of cool that it was all, all put into one big fiasco. So, so cool. to recap, what you're saying is you thoroughly enjoyed a female-fronted band? Yes. What? Bro. Marcus, are you hearing this? Uh, for the user submitted... Uh, we have Mary Forster Christensen. Uh, sorry if I screwed that up. I apologize. Um, but evidently she, or yeah, she must definitely be from Sweden, because uh, she's got the lineup. Uh, King Diamond, because he is King Diamond, and always puts on a great show. I've ever, se- every seen every show since the early '80s. Exodus, it's always fun and full energy. Tear. Were amazing this year, along with Enciferum, which I think we talked about at one point. Uh, Corpoclani El and Elviete put on a great show, and Sabaton with Hammerfall was a great combo as well. Uh, Avatar was great, great showmanship. I could go on, but those are my favorite of the year. I love my old bands, but these new ones are hitting home with me, which sometimes they do. Nicely done. Fair enough, uh, Marcus. Pretty good lineup. Gonna do some like super quick honorable mentions because like my last one is pretty much because of the stage show and I've actually only like regretfully seen them in festival form but it was a festival where they actually allowed them to kind of like shine and like still like do their their stage show Um, but the the couple of quick honorable mentions that I I do want to throw out there ACDC I'm not a huge fan of ACDC 
Like yeah. they're fine. But I saw one of their shows and like their stage show was phenomenal. Like I saw, um, I believe it was in Boston. I might have, I might have saw them in Boston, like at the actual uh, the Garden, kind of a thing. They they had that thing where like they had like this big screen. It was like showing yeah. the cartoon with like the train. But yeah. then like the train was like there, like the the train like fucking crashed through the screen. Well, and when then, you have like, that they, much money, yeah, like there was like that was fucking cool. Um, another band that I had personal vendettas against for like personal reasons, but like way back in the day when they first came out, Godsmack had one of the best live shows I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. Like, because of, like, their stage setup. Like, they had, like, just these cool different levels of their stage. There was fire and there was shit everywhere. Like, all this, like, cool stuff. Um, with that being said, like, we, we, were, we were kind of talking earlier. Where, like, the visual thing is, like, really important. Super important. Um, Iron Maiden. Wow. I'm fortunate enough to have seen Iron Maiden. I have not seen a headlining Iron Maiden but even in festival form, like they bring it, like it's almost like it's like well, we're freaking Iron Maiden, like so if our story isn't being said like visually, then why are we here? And that's pretty much what they said to the festival that I went to, and <laughs> they were. It was it was unbelievable. It was one of those shows that like I watched the whole time, like, like just big like open jaw like, and I'm just like watching stuff, <gasps> and I'm like checking this out. Oh, and also, I'll mention, I've seen Marilyn Manson. I've seen Marilyn Manson live yep. before. He puts on a... Like, he does. Like, his show is <laughs> fucking does. phenomenal. He ate an owl. I saw them <laughs> with uh, Alice Cooper and Picture Me Broken. He does some pretty crazy shit, man. He does. Christ, he got injured, like, I think it was, like, this time last year. He got injured in, like, fucking New York. Like, he broke himself in half because he, like, fell off of one of his stunts. But, but... <laughs> I fell off a stunt. <laughs> so you tell the doctor when you go to the ER. Like absolute legends, um, I believe they're in our Hall of Fame, and yes, I'm yeah. very happy I got to see. Uh, they're flirting with some ideas, I guess. Like they might be coming around with like a super crazy like Judas, a Priest. Judas Priest and Testament combination yeah. kind of a thing. Mm-hmm. That might have to be, uh, you know, just uh, like a uh, love you mean it. Because let's be honest, they're getting old. Christ, when I saw her, I made it, it was like, what year is it? 2019? 19 still? All right. So it was probably 17 years ago I saw Iron Maiden. Okay. Dude, I'm getting fucking old, man. I'm, 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 I'm able to say, like, I did something 20 years ago, and I was an adult. Damn. That's not true. I was only 15, but still did it 20 years adult ago. Adult enough. Adult enough. 16. Not, not in some states. Don't don't take that to heart, listeners. Yeah, right. So please don't. It's kind of a no-brainer, but you know what? It is what it is. Like I've been to the show, and like I'm sorry. This, it's it's one of the, it's maybe why it's maybe it's why like I, I have like such high standards when it comes to, like live performance. Like I don't like the jeans and t-shirt approach. Mm-hmm. Like the fact that you can just come out and like just wear in like your regular clothes and like I like the show. Yeah. Like I like I appreciate the show. Like Godsmack used to put on a show. Slipknot still puts on a show. Mm-hmm. Like there's like stories incorporated. Corn was like one of my possibilities. Like kind of like Anthony. Like you know, this took me like down to the wire. I was like, you know what? I'm just gonna fucking wing it. Like the five that come to my mind first. Like those are the ones I'm gonna throw out there because right. those are obviously the ones that mean the most to me. But at the same time, I'm like sitting here thinking about. It. I was like, you know what? Corn was pretty fucking awesome. Mm-hmm. Especially when Fall the Leader came out. Like, holy shit. They had the best cartoon in the world playing in the background. Like, <laughs> right. like that that crazy freaking artwork and those cartoons. <laughs> like, that girl, man. Like, whoo. <laughs> <laughs> right. Like, 
Do you need a minute? You good? Yeah, I'm fine. Okay. Fine. Came twice. I'm good. All right. How do you? I guess that's it. <laughs> uh, Dave, your last one? So in the spirit of honorable mentions, I'm going to talk about... Uh, There's no time for that. Just get to it. Honorable mentions. <laughs> Three Days Grace. Uh, no, Three Days Grace actually was pretty good. So that will be an honorable mention. They're like, uh, I don't hate Three Days Grace, but they've always been like a a band that I could listen to, but I've never been like a huge favorite of. Super like fan. I've never been like a yeah. I'm not a I'm not a giant fan of Three Days Grace. Like they're like oh okay like they get some head bobbing out of me. I feel like I feel like for a little while. Uh, Okay, listen, nothing against Nickelback, but they were like the Nickelback of, like, heavier genres. They were like that, like, radio airplay. Not going to agree with you, but... Kind of, but, yeah, I don't know. That's just kind of how I felt with it. Anyway, <laughs> they, they put on a great show. Uh, actually, another band that put on a great show was Pillar. Okay. Oh. Yeah, that could be Ooh. interesting. Pillar was pretty good. I saw them live uh, back in, like, 2006 or seven, and they put on a great show. Actually, I saw Skillet too, but I think Pillar did better than Skillet, yeah. believe it or not. And I never understood why they never like gained more ground than Skillet. Anyway, <laughs> uh, Pillar was great. Um, the other honorable mention that I'll throw out there is A Killer's Confession. Oh, yeah. yeah. Waylon. Uh, Waylon, yeah. Waylon puts on a crazy good show everywhere he goes. I've only had the pleasure of seeing them once. However... That's one of the artists that I, like, follow religiously now. Mm -hmm. And I try to watch, like, as many videos of his live shows as possible. Uh, probably biased a little bit, because uh, the live show that I went to, me and Waylon sang a cover of uh, Hurt by Johnny Cash. Like, it was a Johnny Cash cover, but it was, like, a, a heavy metal Johnny mm -hmm. Cash cover of Hurt. Sure. It was awesome. I don't know. That's it was just an all-around great show. The fact that I was close enough to even be involved in that, like, he wasn't expecting anybody in the crowd to know that song, and I, I was, like, the only person singing it, so he kept, like, feeding me the mic and whatever. That was awesome. Hmm, anyway, cool. uh, aside from honorable mentions, number one, bias and all, don't care, Tala. Okay. Tala's energy, Justin. I have literally never seen any other band completely match that energy level. When you go see a Tala show... Literally every member of that band is involved. That's fair. And when I say involved, I don't mean like, like, yeah, we're here. We're going to play some songs. You might maybe know. Like, no, like they're all going nuts. Right. That is such a contagious atmosphere to be in. Like the fact that like people are like doing backflips off of pillars and jumping with bass guitars in their hands, Coop, and doing all kinds of like just all of them. I don't mm -hmm. know, man. I, I never felt more connected at a large show than when I did seeing Tala. Okay. Tala was, like, all around awesome. Like, not only studio-quality live performance, but, by the way, they're all going insane. Right. Like, I did not know people could play instruments doing the things that they do. I did not know that Justin could scream hanging upside down from a rafter. And like I just, I it just, dude, all around great show. That's my favorite one, hmm. hands down. Okay. Anthony, pass. Ah, yes. Okay. So that concludes today. <laughs> no, just kidding. Um. Well, in the event that we added some, thank God, some honorable mentions because I 
have more right. that I'm slowly still so coming hard. back to my mind. Yeah, exactly. Um, uh, I got three honorable mentions. Uh, one being Guns N' Roses. Wow. Which I saw three years ago, roughly, when they first came back. No one ever told me that. No, I was, was it that long ago already? Yeah, it's been a while. Yeah. Uh, so Time this flies. is Jesus. this is yeah. their their pretty much full <laughs> lineup minus the drummer, obviously. Um, <laughs> Why they kept? I don't know. Um, so even after you know Axel got fat and whatnot, and you know the Chinese democracy happened. Like, they came back, like, like strong, like, full-blown, like, the the fact that Axel actually lost weight, and he had, like, the energy behind everything, he sounded fucking killer. I mean, fucking Slash, like, his solo nonsense is just absurd. I mean, people can say Slash is a good guitarist, but when you actually physically see him live, it's just, like, a whole nother level. I mean, Lenny Kravitz open if you really care. No one there seemed to care, either. Like, he was just playing while people were just showing up. So it's kind of like, whatever. But, yeah. the, I mean, Guns N' Roses in general, they were spot-on phenomenal. Um, second one, uh, I went to Mayhem Fest. I want to say 2009, 10, roughly around that area. Um, besides the whole fest itself, they had... This was at the... Uh, what is it? Not Great Woods. Comcast Center, Xfinity Center, whatever. Yeah, Xfinity Center. the last five bands... Four or five bands were in like the actual like concert area, and it was Lamb of God. I caught like the end of them. Um, was supposed to be Five Finger Death Punch, but they didn't show up, so we actually got Avenged Sevenfold instead with Mike Portnoy, which was pretty cool. Bummer. Um, and then it was. Oh my god. Um, Rob Zombie, which from a visual aspect was fucking ridiculous. <laughs> there was so much shit going on. I have no idea what's going on. It was great. It was fantastic. You just, you just scared straight. You Pretty just, much. Ah! Pretty much. Just zoning out. And then uh, the headline, it was Korn, actually. Which I find weird that Korn headlined for Rob Zombie. It, yeah. feels, it feels weird to me. Especially. But it's like seniority aspect of things. Yeah. Why would, but, they, why, yeah. Would, why would they bring a fruit? That was a co headliner, wasn't it? I don't know. Did they remember. both play roughly an hour? Maybe. It's a long time ago. Uh, <laughs> I, know, that, I, I feel like I know what Tori you're talking about. That was a co-headliner. That's um. They probably flip a coin who goes first that night. Yeah, probably. The I believe that's when Oildale came out for Corn, which was kind of like their meh period. I mean, so I wasn't like super engaged. Yeah, they like I enjoyed like their oldest shit and stuff, but I mean, I wasn't like as super excited as I would normally be. Uh, the, my last honorable mention, and this is going to be way different than any of our stuff. Uh, last year, I actually got to see Trans-Siberian Orchestra. Wow. Which, which <laughs> honestly, is, was fucking amazing. Like, Fire as much lights. as I got, literally, there's <laughs> literally shit everywhere. Uh, but I mean, like, how talented everyone is, and like, the actual, like, metal rock aspect of it. Like, it was, it was, it was definitely an experience. It's Fair not enough. something I could see a bunch of times because it's literally the same thing almost every time. <laughs> but, I mean, it was it was very well done. Amazing, to be Fair honest enough. with you. Um, but for my, my final of my five will have to be the first metal show that I ever went to. In 2008 was Taste of Chaos, which had Atreyu, 
Bullet for My Valentine, and Avenged Sevenfold. Wow. And this is like within the all sort of in their heyday. Yeah. I mean, technically not so much for it. Well, that's when everything say was that. booming. Yeah. Um, Bullet had um, Christ. What was that album? With like Waken the Demon, all those before Temper Temper. Uh, God, I can't even Tears think of it. Don't Fall. No, it was, <laughs> a, it was after the poison. It was the one after the poison. Um, and then we had a tray you just came out with, uh, Becoming the Bull, and that whole album. And then you had Event Sevenfold, which actually just came out with their, uh, I want to say their solo album? That seems right. It was after City of Evil. So, I mean, you had, what's that one? The one that you did for your horror one, actually. Your, um, for Event Sevenfold. For my horror one? Yeah. You hmm. picked you pick that song. What could it be, Anthony? Oh my God, I can't even remember. I'm yeah. so bad right now. So bad right now. I'm not going to save you. Yeah, you are. No. Save me. You were supposed to be listening. To what? <laughs> what, was the, what was I listening to? What was the episode again? I don't remember. What were we talking that. about? Uh, uh, you know, it was the weird one with the stupid animations <laughs> that were crazy and... So a little ridiculous. piece of heaven. Yeah, uh, see, there you go. I didn't look that up. Uh, Critical Acclaim was actually the big one Ugh. at the time, along with Almost Easy. And, like, well, I don't know, Afterlife. I'm sorry, Afterlife was their big one. Nine-minute-long, crazy <coughs> animated video. So that was when that came out. I mean, that being my first live, like, real metal show. And to have those three bands, which were, like, in my top three rotation at the time was fucking awesome and I still actually have the Atreus sweatshirt and uh, I mean that's it was pretty much all downhill from there when it came to the, the, the metal genre it was just like I'm in and that's kind of how I decided to do this thing can uh, I have that sweatshirt no the, the zipper doesn't work oh. um, <clears throat> zippers never work the right way nope. by the way Bob if you're listening I'm still waiting for my Atreus pick back <laughs> but yeah uh, that would be my final and for our final review or submission we have alan meadows and uh i'm gonna read the list and then i'll go into his actual description uh one is pink floyd two is metallica three three are the fighters of foo uh four is a knot that hasn't slipped and five is green day um Hmm. he said uh, not all metal, to be sure. Uh, Floyd, never be touched. Obviously classic, sure. Uh, Metallica was actually the Black Album, and they were seriously on point when I saw them. Racist. Such that Lars even nailed everything. I saw Metallica around the time that the Black Album came out as well, and that was that, that was up there. Yep. Lars, on time? Oh, fucking weird, right? What? Uh, the Foo Fighters was on a July 4th at the RFK Stadium in D.C., they played for an hour past curfew when Dave Grohl said, fuck it, I have the money, I'll pay the fucking fine. That sounds like a Dave Grohl thing. Yeah, pay the right. fine for everybody, too? Dave Grohl. <laughs> 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 like um, or is that just like a noise complaint kind of curfew? Maybe. That's my guess. Fucking DC. He probably uh, didn't even have one. He probably paid the venue to have like the extra thing. And then yeah, probably. Uh, Slipknot. Just to be awesome. Slipknot was this year. Uh, they sounded huge. Had a great stage and a killer <laughs> energy. They sounded huge. Well, there's nine members. <laughs> I would hope so. <laughs> I kind of uh, wish I we I caught one of their shows because I, I saw a lot of video on it. And, Slipknot. Uh, the drummer kept posting like the the, the camera came. angle. 
Like the J J J Not the trash can drummer. Not one of the percussionists. Like not the, not the, like the actual drummer. drummer. But um, <laughs> he did like a lot of uh, like live feats, yeah, yeah. like from like from yep. like a like a reverse angle, and like I just love that like when they're first like sitting there and like the curtains like still up, and however they got rid of that curtain like every time they started a show because the curtain was like whoosh. It's like, where'd it go? <laughs> Fucking music, uh, magician. Uh, last, uh, Green Day. This was on the Nimrod tour, so this is in their older, wow. more, more punk days. Definitely. Uh, not much punk. of a stage show, but more energy than any band I've ever seen before. You see, even still Nimrod, like, I, uh, you have to go back to Dookie days. Yeah, uh, Dookies, I mean, that was their... Like, that's when, that's yeah. when... I, I mean, I've never seen them, so I, I can't... I, I haven't either. I don't have a dog in this fight, but... Nope. Nope. Nor I, sir. Speaking of Slipknot, fun thing that I saw was uh, when uh, Joey Jordison was was the drummer. Um, there's a video. Unfortunately, it's the only one I could find, and it's horrible quality, which doesn't help anyone. But uh, Metallica was on tour with Slipknot at one point, and uh, Lars actually hurt, injured himself or whatever. So Joey Jordison actually played drums for Metallica. I hurt my hurt himself, and so Joey Jordison actually jumped on and actually played. A set with Metallica and like to see a real drummer playing Metallica song was fucking ridiculous like he was like he was I mean Joey Jordison's unbelievable to begin with I'm pretty sure that Metallica did not know what to do they're like slow down <laughs> please miss more shit yeah. I swear that they were on tour I swear it, it must have been an old interview like I swear it was like reading an interview from Corey, Corey Taylor and they asked him who he hasn't toured with yet and he, I thought he mentioned Metallica but and no one told them now. So. Well, it might not have been a tour. It could have been a show. He didn't actually yeah. tour with them. It was just a show there. They happened to be on the same bill. A festival form, maybe. Yeah. We should swear. We should share sweaty buses. Oh. That's what happens when Lars plays in time. He gets injured, and someone else has to step in. Wait, 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 wait. Oh! <laughs> I hurt my elbow oh! keeping up with tempo. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> you better not put this on LimeWire. <laughs> uh, Alright, good episode, boys That was nice Hoo-ha. I'm done with you people, get out of my basement Alright Love you all Get out of my Not you people, those shoes. people Oh Yeah, get out of here Yeah. It's out. like the first time we addressed the camera Go Yeah, hey, I'm walking here <laughs> Why, I What's oughta. the matter, you? You know, I go to the show and I play like the music, right? All right, like, share, listen, repeat. Uh, email the show, hmoa6pack at gmail.com. Check out the website, hmoa. Let's try that again. Try, check out the website, hmoa number six, pack dot podomatic dot net. That's our central hub. You can find all of our stuff, including our fancy new videos on YouTube, uh, the occasional blog posts, and. Uh, yeah, everything else. A couple of show announcements on the homepage. Uh, there's a playlist up there that gets updated every so often. It's called the, um, I believe it's called the HMOA six-pack uh, set list, set one or something like that. I don't know. Something. Just go. Numero uno. Just go fucking follow it. There's, good, it. there's good shit on it. Just keep clicking stuff. Um, Follow us on the Facebook or like us on the Facebook. Follow us on the Instagram at HMOA6BACK and I don't know. Leave a review. Find us on MySpace. Don't no, no, literally, please try to find the us. Last we're thing not I'll, on there, so find us. The last thing I'll actually say about, like, the YouTube channel, like, the cool thing about the YouTube channel, like, we're going to obviously keep, like, uploading, like, the content and whatnot, but, like, go, you can leave your feedback on the actual episodes, like, there as well, you know, yep. engage in some discussion. And maybe in the in the future, as, like, the uh, YouTube channel starts to build, maybe we'll do some uh, we'll do some live watch parties and, like, we'll, uh, we'll, get on, we'll get on with you. 
and be able to chat it up. Yeah. There it is. Maybe if we have something uh, cool and interesting. First 100 subscribers, we'll do it. Yeah, I can be down with that. Yeah. 100 subscribers, and we'll start doing live watch parties. There we go. And then you can actually tell us how much we suck. Yeah, right. <laughs> While to it's happening. Faces. You guys fucking suck. I listen to every episode. <laughs> Thanks, buddy. Thank you, Thanks. Jan from Ohio, <laughs> for that contribution. Thank you, Dan upstairs. <laughs> There's no Dan upstairs. There's no Dan upstairs. There's no one upstairs. We're all down here. All right. Love you. Mean it. Goodbye. See you. That is the end of this episode. Thank you for tuning in to another exciting episode of Heavy Metal Over a Sick Back Podcast. Marcus, Dave, and Anthony signing off. Check out the podcast at hmoa6pack.automatic.net. Email hmoa6pack at gmail.com. Like and follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Thank you for listening. We'll see you next time.